This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Sorry guys, I don't think this deck's very good. Yeah, fuck this deck. Yeah. <laughs> we played two games and like, fuck it. Yeah, no, no, decidedly not good. No, we would've won game one. We would've won game one. <laughs> I need to go rebuy my Blood Barons. <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-T. KYT. He'll say to me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. Like, I stared him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th fourth member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. Hey everyone, welcome to the A-Team Podcast, coming straight into your ear holes. I am Mr. Scotty Mack. I am joined, of course, by my faithful Captain Canada, KYT. How you doing tonight, sir? Very, very good. Especially to hear your sexy voice, sir. Well, you know, we uh, it's, it's better than being in the closet, right, Jer? It's gotta hurt, man. Right in the feels, buddy. Right in the feels. <laughs> I loved uh, Kyle's uh, comment. He sent me one uh, by email saying, Holy crap, you're like Harry Potter. It's you know, true. Casting from under the stairs. <laughs> so that's awesome. We have a, a, a super amazing guest. Um, I'm actually really excited. I can't believe I didn't like snap jump on the suggestion. I, I have to honestly say that it was KYT that said, yeah, we should probably get this guy on the show. And I'm like, fuck, how did I not think of it? Like, knock myself out. I smacked myself in the face so hard. <laughs> um, so we have with us uh, undoubtedly... Uh, one of, if not the, KYT might have to arm wrestle you for it, uh, most, like, best Magic player from Canada not on the Pro Tour. To fit all that on a business card would be very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have with us uh, Canada's, Canada's new heartthrob. Oh. <laughs> Good news story. Yeah. Uh, Semi was it semi finalist? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Sunday Super Series semi finalist. You know him as Andrew Rodrup, and so does the DCI. But everybody <laughs> that knows him properly knows him as Andy Peters. Andy, welcome to the show, brother. Hey guys, so amazing to have you here. It is, uh, it, it's amazing because everybody has known Andy. Andy was actually on the Canadian national team. Uh, during the last run, we don't really talk about it because it was fucking terrible. But hey, hey um, they got a they got a they got a spirits war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, That's, I got two grand. <laughs> two grand for spirit. 
That's fucking Canadian, buddy. In, in all fairness, though, like two grand is two grand. <laughs> so I mean, like in a magic a- in magic terms, two grand is more than a lot of people will ever make out of Watsy. That's right. So so that's pretty sweet. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so so Andy, I actually uh, I I didn't actually meet Andy until uh, the Toronto uh, Mana Deprived Super Series this year when I when I was doing coverage earlier and and I'm I'm not ashamed to say it, Andy. I was a big fan right away. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of yours in uh, the show too. So that's awesome. So we're we're definitely very very excited to have you here, and uh, and I'm really we were like super proud to watch how well you did this weekend pass. So yeah, yeah it, felt, it felt really good. Good. So uh, yeah, I have, I, I have to admit I didn't watch. I, I followed on Twitter and on Facebook, but I, I had to work. So oh, you should have lied to me. <laughs> I'm not going to pander to you. I just I want you to know. I want us because we're, we're this is a brand new relationship. I haven't met you, so I, I want to make sure that we you start the foundation on truth. All my best friendships are built on lies. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> uh, all better. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So obviously, there was a lot of stuff that happened. Born of the Gods has hit standard, and we had our first big tournaments this weekend that really showcased some of the cards to stand out and some of the decks that stood out. Uh, we had SG Nashville, which happened, and we can certainly talk about the results that were there. But more importantly, I think, and, and what I found to be infinitely more exciting, was basically the little showcase that went on with this Sunday Super Series. Uh, I was able to watch a lot of it. Um, KYT, you were basically like glued to it at some point? Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, I was glued to it uh, whenever... Uh, I didn't have anything to do, but uh, I was hoping to see Andy uh, in the first draft because he was in the star-studded Reduke and Mahara draft. Right. But, uh, I don't think he got featured um, from the coverage that I saw. No, but I saw the deck picture afterwards, and you just like casually yeah. threw all that shit. <laughs> Anyways, so so the sta- so the format for this was it started out with three rounds of uh, Born of the Gods Theros Theros draft. Yep. And at that point in time, then we went into, was it six rounds of standard? Uh, three rounds of standard day one, and then day two was three more rounds of standard. Right. And then at the end of all of that was basically cut to top eight, and then it was a modern Masters draft, <laughs> a, right? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. So, nice. So it's like the, the ultra gauntlet of formats, right? I mean, like, yeah. so, so you basically had to be, had to have your hands in everything. Um, so talk just a little bit about sort of how you, so first, how did you qualify for the event? Like where, where were you and what happened? Okay. I qualified at a GP Detroit. I, uh, I just missed day two. And, uh, for the second day I decided that I'd battle some standard and I played Glenn, uh, McElwain's green, black mutilate list and just continued to my success with it. Okay, and so then you obviously make top eight of the draft. That was M14 draft for that point? Yeah, it was. And uh, how did that turn out? Obviously you won, but like, what uh-huh. did you, where'd you end up with that? Uh, I drafted uh, blue-white auras. Sounds pretty fucking bad. But um, basically I drafted five 1-3 flyers. Uh-huh. You know, okay. the Seacoast Drake and uh, Griffin Sentinel. I drafted them and uh, a bunch of Blessings and Illusionary Armors with Triple Auramancer and a Johnny's Chosen. <laughs> Build your own Sarah Angel. Nice. I love it. Cool. 
Okay, so that obviously qualified you. You get the plane ride to Watsi and everything's all set. Uh, so how did you prepare for this event? Mm. Um, I prepared for this event by um, uh, one, after the pre-releases, I spoke with uh, the people who won it and asked if I could have their boxes in lieu of more product so that I could test. Cool. And they were nice enough to uh, give me a lot. I had a crap ton of Born of the Gods Beautiful. before it was out, so I did a bunch of drafts. Okay. A bunch of drafts with all the best local players I know here. Just come to my house, just have a good time, and draft a bunch and talk about it. Wow. Nice. So, uh, do you want to name drop any of those players, or no? <laughs> name drop? Um, you can or not. Like, you could just tell them to go fucking die to fire. I mean, that's totally up to you. They all suck. <laughs> Jason Wong and a bunch of grants. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and how, actually, how, how, how... Oh, go ahead. A former national champion, Andrew Tingeke, was uh, help, helping a lot, too. Okay. Sweet. Better pick that up, name dropping like a champ. That's right, that's right. So, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so how did you, so I'm going to ask you how you landed on your standard list. Like, obviously, you'd been playing, I mean, last season during standard, like you said, I mean, you'd been playing a pile of black-green. That's what you were playing as well during, uh, you know, during the Mana Deprived Super Series. And, I mean, you came in second, third there as well, or something silly yeah, like that? I, like, yeah, I top forward uh, both the MDSSs. Yeah. So you, I mean, that sort of archetype, I guess, it's almost been, you know, it, it, it's no no surprise for you. Uh, yeah. Where did you end up and in black? Yeah. yeah. Um, so mono black was in popularity, and because of Bile of Blight, everyone was on mono black, and as a one of the decks to gain a lot from Born of the Gods, and uh, oh, like Owen Turtonwald, and people were posting a bunch of mono black lists without Devour Fleshes or with one Devour Flesh. Yeah. And I was already playing black white to beat the mirror, and I figured if people are down to one devour flesh, I'm gonna fucking blood baron the shit out of them. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Uh, I cast a lot of blood barons. I did, and they never died. Oh, that's usually a good sign. <laughs> what was your record standard? Was X one? Uh, I was four one one. Okay, four one one. Okay, and who was the, was the draw an intentional draw? Yeah, I, I was I was gonna dream crush, but I was drawing into first, so <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was ho- I was hoping they would tell me there's a small chance I'd be second. Then I'm fucking playing. So what did well, you they... play against then? Well, all day, like for standard. Um, I played against uh, a blue white auras list with 27 born of the gods cards in it. We watched that wow. on camera. Yeah, so I was told about that deck during the draft, and I was like, what the fuck is this deck? What could it be playing? And then round, uh, round four, I'm at the future match table, and he plays turn two, the 1-3 heroic guy that look for an enchantment. <laughs> and I, was, I, was, I was just like, what the fuck does this do? <laughs> yeah, so I played against there. that. Yeah, it was a really good matchup, though, I, I figured later. <laughs> like Els best to clean up the guys when they get super big and Blood Baron unkillable. <laughs> okay. And uh, so, so after that, I played against um, Blue White Green Control Splashing for Kiora. Oh, Bantwalkers. Which uh, I I like this list a lot. Like Kiora was the fucking shit. All it did was plus one and make my Muta Vaults bad. Wow. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't mow down Planeswalkers and Muta Vault anymore, so it just kept doing that. And it can also target the Blood Baron. Mm-hmm. 
And I also played against normal blue light control and then the mirror. About mirror twice. Was this uh, Tan, Tan Gao that you were talking about? The the blue white splash Kiora? Uh, yes, I think okay. that was the name. Okay. Fucking asshole who scooped Owen in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So what did you lose to? The, the mirror? Uh, I lost to a blue white. Basically, uh, my my main game plan is to like get to top deck mode after two after two Sphinx's revelations are resolved. So then it's usually really in my favor. And he drew the third and to the fourth, and then was a was a an elixir list. So he just grinded the game out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at your list, and uh, and it looks really good. I mean, you know, obviously ramming four blood barons seems pretty insane. Uh, yeah. Those two Hallowed Fountain are pretty sweet, right? Like, those are just, yeah. you know, planes that cast Nightfall Spectre? Yeah, I saw it in a, in, a, in a Star City Games Open that he was playing two Hallowed Fountains, and it was, it, was, it was genius. Like, an untapped white source for Blood Baron and for Elspeth that can cast your, your Nightfall Spectre is, is so good. Wow. So, looking at it, obviously, you're, you... you diversified your removal uh, portfolio very well. You know, three Bob Light, two Devour Flash, one Ultimate Price, and four Downfalls. Um, one Ultimate Price, just... Um, basically, with the, with the deck, like choosing the removal is, is almost like the hardest decision in the deck, mm-hmm. like trying to pick the right removal spells. But So I wanted Devour Flash because I expected Blood Baron to be good, and Bile of Blight is insane, so I obviously wanted a lot of them. But I, I couldn't make the list without an ultimate price to, to deal with red-green monsters decks and to have that out to Brimaz and, and that kind of stuff. Sure. I couldn't go without it. Yeah, makes total sense. Okay. And obviously that cost you one Underworld Connections, but you didn't really care. Yeah, in, in these kind of decks, like you don't have Grey Merchant to uh, bring your life total right back up, so you can't really afford to have more than three when you're playing against like red-green monsters or aggro decks. Yeah. You really need, you can't afford it. No, and they're quick cuts too, right? Post board, so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and then the sideboard looks really neat and clean. Like, you know, t- the two Revoke Existences, which we saw do some serious fucking work for you this weekend. Yeah. Uh, some A lot of people were main decking, and I played against the mirror twice within main deck. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And, Yate, like, I, Javier guess, I guess they're geniuses. Yeah. J- Javier Luna played it as well. Wow. Did you, it was two the right number? Like, would you have wanted a third somewhere? Or? Uh, no, like I, I looked over the list over and over again to see if I'd make any changes. And the only thing I, I thought of is like trying to find room for a, a third duress, but I just don't, I can't find the room. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, two revokes was really good for the mirror. And, uh, you still have to respect mono blue. And that card is actually just like your all-star against mono blue. For sure, yeah, because like Biden is one of their major cards, and Thassa as yeah, well, and, right? Oh, when you revoke existence of Thassa, their, their deck looks so bad. <laughs> nice. Well, the deck is like two cards and a whole bunch of filler, right? Yeah. Is it play every really card the case? they have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Drown and Sorrow, was this really just sort of like because you feared the mono white rush decks, or like were you bringing that in against blue as well? Um,. Uh, against mono blue, you really have to uh, feel out what their plan is post board. I never brought in both post board against mono blue, but okay. um, it's really good against the devotion decks because because it kills uh, like the man the mana dorks, the caryatids, the uh, the burning trees. 
Yeah, yeah. And it kills a bunch of stuff in that matchup. It's good against Mono Red. And I thought uh, Esper Humans or uh, White white based Human decks because of Brimaz would be sure. good. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like being able to take out both, you know, Sky Knights and Captains and all that sort of crap. Yeah, and the tokens yeah. that leave behind it, it seems good. Okay, sweet. Yeah, the list is tight. Like, uh, and it, this is the thing that amazed me, I guess. Like, out of all of the lists that I saw, some of them were really sort of pushing, you know, the jank and the new cards and, you know, some just really, it almost felt like they were trying to be showy, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, they're trying to show off their new tricks. Yeah, and this one just felt like lean and like appropriately selected and just, you know, just the right mix of awesome. I was, I, it was really sweet. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the three Obsidats out of the board seem really sweet against Control too, eh? Yeah, and you need them against uh, the green decks because your blood blood barons are not your best friend against like red green monsters. Like, you usually just want to like removal spell, removal spell, like, and then obsid at them and take take the game over with that. Sure. Yeah, because they, they have difficulty removing that card. Well, at yeah. least with a five five, like you trade with most of their big guys, whereas like your yeah, four exactly. four just doesn't like your four it four doesn't just do doesn't win fights. Anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reads five mana next turn gain four life. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Some sometimes sometimes it's pay five, make your opponent discard a card. Yeah. Eat as the immortals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty Woo. sweet. So uh, so yeah. So you obviously had standard unlock. I mean, it was it was pretty sweet. You you said that you did like the um the sort of like the the, the blue white splash Kiora deck. Were there any others that really stood out to you that were pretty awesome? Um, Mah- Mahara's deck was really good. Like uh, Efara Ef- is in our testing was really 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 good yeah just the fact that uh, against like removal decks like black and control you just get to cycle all of your creatures was was so so good such a powerful effect i think afara is is the real deal for sure wow yeah because it's like with those black decks like it's it's all it's like modern jund in a sense that it's just like this uh, a battle of attrition, and if you're drawing more cards than them, it's anyone who's been playing Hearthstone lately, you know, that game's all attrition. It just, whoever has the most cards wins. Yeah, especially when you're playing, so. especially when you're playing like an aggro deck where you want to make sure you don't run out of gas and then die to better spells. You just want to have more spells then. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can overcommit on your board, and that's what your game plan's usually going to be, is to overcommit in a crucial turn and kill them if they don't have a way to stop that. But now yeah. you have the ability to keep going if they stop that. Like, you run out of gas, you reload, you go again. Exactly. Huh. That's awesome. Wow. Um, there was, there was a feel... mono black aggro deck, too. That yeah, I good. saw that. So it's interesting you should say that because our very own KYT has a PTQ this weekend in your hometown that he is attending. My, home, he, my hometown is not Ottawa. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and and as a result, uh, he is uh, he's actually looking to pilot himself, it looks like. Here's some mono-black aggro. Yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks good. Yeah, you're not just fucking with me here? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to play Blood Baron and win, but... <laughs> so... KYT, your list, you decided to cut the Mogus Marauder. Now, I haven't played that deck at all, but, like, I feel like the Marauder is just, like, this kind of card that helps you win. Uh-huh. Yeah, so for for, for our listeners, just so, uh, 
this this is probably not my final final seventy five, but close if I play mono black aggro. So it's very lean and mean in terms of all being four ofs. So four cacklers, four tormented heroes, four pack rat, four pain seer, four herald of torment, four lifebane zombie with four thoughtsies, four bow blights, four heroes downfall, four mutables, and twenty swamps. And so so lean and mean as I call it. But uh, to answer Jeremy's question, I was just testing against my friend Barry. Uh, for about three hours, nonstop, with him piloting um, his version of Model Black Aggro, which is uh, a list that he took that top, I believe, top 16 in SCG, and that played, I think, four copies of Marauders. I'm playing Red Green, and Marauders was a huge house yeah. against yeah. Uh, Red Green. So I think it's one of those high variance things where, like, if you're against like a black deck, you don't really like Marauders, but when against Red Green, it's at its at its absolute best, and then I have to ask myself, like, do I think I'm favorable in those matchups without it? Then, then I'm fine going without without the swinginess of it. But like, like I totally agree, it totally swings games in your favor in some matchups. Well, even like just the haste it gives, and not necessarily even the intimidate, but like the haste yeah. itself, like being able, like in your later turns, to kind of drop two threats when your opponent might have, you know, might be on low life and might be trying to play around one threat. Yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely still one of the cards I'm considering. I, I like Scott mentioned one of the lists, uh, and Andy mentioned one of the lists that was played at the Sunday series, and it played, I believe, two copies in the main. So I'm not sure I would play four, but uh, I, I like in one of the test games against Barry. I'm like, I think I'm safe, but he plays one, activates his whole team, swings in, like untaps, drops the second one, and I'm dead. So <laughs> uh, it is good multiples in that sense. So I don't know. It's a what do you think about? That card, Scott. Well, I, I mean, truth be told, I'm, I'm half, I'm half seriously contemplating playing uh, copies of Gruel Charm in my sideboard right now. Like, like, quite honestly. Um, okay. And the Falter effect is just really, really good, and that's basically what Marauder's doing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I can completely see that that would be good. Uh, and I'm sure Andy will vouch for the fact that unblockable huge monsters that kill your opponent are really good. I, I, find, it, I find it hard not to play at least two of them. Like, they're they're powerful enough, and they're that bad when they're bad. Yeah, I mean, like, even right. if they're that bad, they can still be a 2-2 with haste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... So, um, I mean, like, the big question is, like, obviously with all my insane success and my insane hot streak with Mono Black Devotion, like, the question is, like, why why am I going with Mono Black? Considering Mono Black Aggro is definitely not my final choice is because I do think Mono Black Devotion got, some of the matchups got slightly worse, um, especially I feel the blue-white matchup, and certainly... It's. I think it's worse. I know it's uh, the underdog against a deck like Andy's, uh, which now even gains. Um, we were talking about revoke existence, which kills my Erebos, which kills my underworld connection. So it, it gives them tools to get even more edge in that matchup. And blue white gains uh, like gains the same card, revoke existence, which allows them to two mana kill my Erebos and detention sphere, like something. So yeah. um, you know you should just play Andy's deck, right? 
Yeah, it's a, probably. probably. <laughs> just saying, like, <laughs> like, like it's it's already super tuned for the mirror, and it looks like it's got some really sweet tech to pick up. Uh, you know, some points against the other matchups, which you may mm-hmm. have had issues with before. So, yeah. So, um, but any, uh, yeah, that's what I want to ask you, Andy. What, what do you feel is like, um, some of your worst matchups? And second question would be, if you had to give a percent, uh, match win percentage versus blue white, what do you put that percentage at? Okay, like some of the, some of the worst matchups would be. Um, you remember uh, Andrew Shrout's green white deck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I play I play tested against a new version of that with Brimaz, and that matchup was was not good. It was not good because your devour fleshes are bad against voice. Your removal feels bad against voice, and now they have this three mana creature that takes over the game if you don't kill it immediately. So now you're not just worrying about like how to kill their uh, their five five worm. You have to kill Brimaz too, because it can win the game by itself, and it, it makes your demons not that good against them. Yeah, so that makes so a lot that, of sense. And Boros uh, Burn is a fucking terrible matchup. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat that deck. You gain, you gain no life ever, and you die. Uh, I played I've, against I've, that in Calgary, and uh, that's I think kind of the rule for everyone. You just yeah. die to that deck if you yeah, don't that, cast that deck spells. Is really, really good right now. Just, just don't fucking tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the actual fun police right now. Yeah. Um, and the blue white matchup. Uh, I think it's. I think it's good. I think you have to like. I would. I would say it's their favorite game one, like fifty-five, forty-five. But post board, it's it's definitely in your favor. You have to really, really understand the matchup. Like, Thoughtseize is only as good as you play with it, and Duress is only as good as you play with it, and you really, really have to understand, like, how you have to make them play their game plan by you playing your game plan. Like, you try and just get into a... a, You run them out of resources after they've used a Revelation or two, because they're going to draw a Revelation if you try and run them out of gas right away, and then they're just going to beat you because they Revelated. You have to try and win the game, like really, really late in a top deck war, after they've resolved two revelations. So have fun. <laughs> That's not fun. Um, what's are you sideboarding? What's your plan when it comes to uh, pack rat post board? Uh, post board against blue white, I would still keep in two. Okay. Because because they have to they have to kill it because like. You can play pack rat on two, make a rat on three, and attack with a mutable, and that's that's aiding them. Right, right, yeah. And like, and you can just discard like a land or maybe a hero's downfall because I keep all four of my downfalls in, even though uh, like they're they're not that optimal against them. It's just I keep them in because you have to res- respect Brizmaz as well, maybe. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if they bring in creature plan, you really don't want to be stuck with no removal. And you really want to be able to kill their Elspeth or Jace if it's like really late game. And Cura now too. Cura is really hard for the deck to beat actually. Like Cura Jace was a pretty good lock. Hmm. Hmm. Right. I think Kiora is actually secretly the card that has impressed everybody the most from the new set this week. Have you played against Zenagod? Oh, I play with Zenagod. Sweet! That card's retarded! <laughs> Animate Mutavolt for you? Like, yeah. Oh, I, I ran out of threats 
get forward by a fucking land. <laughs> yep. No, I, I am definitely, uh, I'm firmly in the Xenogod camp myself. Um, I've been testing a variety of different lists. Uh, some with coursers, some with fanatics, some with, uh, you know, one, some with both, some with fucking uh, Colonian Tuskers. Like, you know, <laughs> three, three for two, Jeez. you know, let's, let's go. Um, but it's it's been really neat. I mean, they all of them backed up by, you know, different varieties of planeswalkers and combinations and stuff. And I am a huge fan. Like I was I was splashing for white just to try to help shore up some of the like bad matchups like blue and uh, and black by getting access to, you know, some Selesnya charms and uh, um, chain to the rocks. Right. Which deal with a lot yeah. of the troublesome permanents that that deck can't really deal with. But I mean, like. Xenogod just makes all of your attackers so fucking big that it doesn't actually matter. Yeah, like you have to you have to answer basically every threat. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really like from from my perspective, from the game plan of the deck that I played, that card was uh, pretty frightening. Like it was much more scary than a Xenagos or a Domri. Yeah. Yeah. Because like and it's the the number of answers that you have to to get rid of it are very narrow. Right, like yeah, you're like, never, you're never ever going to catch it with a, with a devour flesh based on the nature of the um, uh, devotion and stuff. But yeah, like you're basically down to revoke existence or call it a day. Yeah, and I really don't want to have to bring that card in. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The removal is already stressed enough, so it's uh, so yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I actually really like. I think I like uh, Kent Kenner's uh, Kent Ketter's revised list from his article this week. Um, that's the one I've been trying. I've also been trying the aggressive list. Uh, the aggressive list seems pretty good. I mean, I won a few games with it today, and it's just weird how uh, it changes the mirror. Like, Courser is such a strange, strange card in that deck. Mm -hmm. Um, because, and this is sort of like the big debate, right? Like, we watched Todd Anderson play some red-green, and he he issued the Coursers for Fanatics, because he wanted to be more aggressive. And uh, uh, Ketter was obviously all into uh, the coursers. Michael Jacob obviously is all into the coursers. Like most of the yeah. pros are saying, coursers the way to go. But I mean, like just having a two four, like it's great because you can block Brimaz, you can block, block, block. But I mean, we're talking about red green. Why is this block? Why are we blocking? You know, like this is an aggressive deck, and and it's it's so strange because you know. The nature of the deck wants to be, I'm, I'm going to attack you, attack you, attack you, but just adding Courser, along with cards <laughs> like Chandra and Domri, really make it more of this, like, mid-range, grindy, you know, card advantage engine that has these huge monsters that smash your face. It's just weird. It's so weird. It makes it feel way more like Jund than it probably should. Yeah. So, I, 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 I've been vocal about my opinion about Courser on Twitter. I don't... I I don't think the ver like I played I was playing pre revised list so yeah. I think I think he he made like four four key cards uh, changed I mean it's I I just don't well I was obviously playing a matchup that is usually I think favorable for for green red but coursers are like the trade off is if I think if you're against a more aggressive meta game you want to have coarser against like dumb decks like my mono black aggro list. Sure. But against blue-white, you want the Fnatic more, and against... I mean, it also, Courser is not as good as, let's say, 
Colonian Tusker when you want to go Dawn Return 3 and actually fight. Um, in, in the Kent Ketter list, I think you just have, like, one scavenging ooze, and you have Mystic's Karyatids, and you really have to, if you want to kill, like, a three um, toughness guy as fast as possible, it's not as easy as the more aggressive builds with, um, with even Fnatic and just going Domri, three, three one of their creatures, and fight it and survive. So, um, yeah, I'm deciding. I, I, I think I prefer the more aggressive versions, but I can see, I, I just don't know. I feel like the mid-rangey versions are not as tuned as I would like it to be. And some people have said, you know, of course, there might belong more in, in like the Nyctos Devotion deck. And I could see that that one actually wants to wrap up to um, Garrett Collar of Beasts. And that card's insane once, once you resolve that and plus one it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where I'm at, but I know you've, you've had good success from what I hear. So you know what's weird? Like, I've, I've had success with all of them, right? Yeah. Like, all the decks are good. It just depends on where you're at. Um, like, I was playing a list. So now, like, by the time this goes up, it'll be late. But, like, I was playing a list with Phil, uh, P-Sams, right? Yeah. And, I mean, he basically cut, um, he cut the Karyatids and cut the Coursers and is playing full four books of um, Fanatics and Tuskers. Mm-hmm. And then cut a dragon for a second Xenogod because you can't have more than five five drops in the deck. It's just stupid. Um but otherwise, it's very similar to Ketter's List, still at 24 lands, and, and you go from there. But, you know, like, in that deck, like, yeah, Domri comes down sometimes turn two. More likely, it comes down turn three. But at that point in time, you probably either have a Fnatic or you've got a 3-3 on the table. Yeah. So, you know, dropping and fighting is, becomes a very real, a very real possibility. Um, but, yeah, and then even those, like, off the top of the deck... Uh, you know, you got two main deck Chandras, I think, is what's really, really important for this, whether you're playing Corsair or not. And I think now's the time to bring her back, uh, especially if everyone else is going to be playing red-green mirrors. Like, being able to just push damage past the big blocker becomes yeah. way, way more relevant. And Corsair has changed the game a little bit, you know? Like, it's one of those cards where do you want, do you just, like, push past it to kill it? Like, so you, if your opponent sets up a board state where they go turn two Corsair, you know, or they go like maybe they're on the play and they go Mystic Domri up, you know, and then they play Corsair. Mm -hmm. You know, like do you do you use your Rampager to push through, kill the Corsair, and do some damage to uh to Domri, or like like what do you do? Like is is or do you have to save it for to kill the Pelucronos, which is actually the best card in the matchup? You know, it's just it's weird. It's it it's so strange how Corsair has affected that dynamic. Hmm. I've played a lot of the red green deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even mirrors. <laughs> yeah, dude, oh. that's all I could find today. It's all I could find anywhere. Mirrors, except one Bant deck. I crushed its ass. It was it was it was humiliating for the Bant. Fuck deck. Bant. And, and I think that's why I like like you. You're high on Chandra in the deck, and that's why I also like it more in the aggressive deck because you know you you can take advantage of its. Plus one can't block and just get in there with Tusker plus whoever you have. Uh, so I, I think it's better in that deck as well. So I'm I don't know if uh, uh, Phil has, has it tuned. I know he's very happy with his current list. So um, you know if I if I wanted to play red green, I'd probably play that list. Uh, it just looks better for me on on paper than than one that just goes longer because I'm expecting I don't know about you Andy I'm expecting a lot of 
blue white, or at least people who think they can play blue white as good as Hayne can on Saturday. <laughs> what do you think? I think it might be the most popular deck. It might be that, or red green. Uh, I I think it will actually just be pretty normal. Pretty I normal? think that maybe. Maybe the mono black players might play black white because that was basically all that happened at the Super Series. Right, right. Um, but I, I still expect there to always be monster decks. Like, there's a certain group of people that just fucking love to play monster decks. <laughs> I'm green sorry. Hard sideways. Scott, man, it's either Naya, John, Green, Red, Green, Red, I'm, anything. Man. I'm a mid, I'm a mid range fiend. I'm sorry, it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm with Annie. There's a good proportion of players that just uh, I expect, like I. You have to expect to play green red at least once. Um, yeah, so. like it's it's different. It's different at PTQs because people aren't a hundred percent playing just to win. A lot of people are playing the, their deck. Like they're not going to stray from their deck. They're going to look at the spoilers and be like, "Look, my green red deck got these cards." <laughs> they're, they're not going to be like, "They're not going to be like, oh man, white black is so much better. Fuck those red green cards." <laughs> no, it's it's totally true. No, I, yeah, I completely sometimes agree. Sometimes to get those cards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true too. Um, it's it's neat though because I think that there's there's a unique, you know, I think standard's fairly healthy. You know, like there's definitely these situations where this deck beats these decks and this deck beats these decks, and that you know, and like every deck has its weakness, yeah, which I think is really sweet. What's that? Standard is really good. Like, like even before Born of the Gods, there was three decks, right? There was blue white, mono blue, and like mono black, all different variants of them. Yeah, and they were all like coin flips against each other. Isn't isn't that like the beautiful standard where you can like, there's coin flips at the top tier matchups. It's not just a matchup war of oh I got a good matchup four rounds in a row, and there is ways to kind of attack those decks a little from the side. Like that's that's what a good standard is to me. Not not like fifty tier one decks. Yeah, yeah, like it was a, a really even like kind of parade, and then like you had like the tier one point five tier two decks that were like you know I'm going to hedge against one matchup but yeah. ruin my matchup against other decks. And, like, you could kind of play with those odds. But at the beginning, like, there was there was the three pillars that, you know, you had to be able to beat two of them. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that was, you know, like, just kind of the way to play. And, it, yeah, it's a really, really healthy format when you got something like that. I feel like that Born of the Gods has really only improved that, too. Like, yes, it's granted it's given some, you know, some really powerful threats to some decks. Like, Xenogod's dumb, obviously. Like, yeah. you know, Brimaz is is an extremely oppressive magic card if it gets out of hand, you know? And, you know, and I feel like on top of that, we've also been given some nice answers. You know, like Unravel the Ether is a really sweet answer card. And, yeah. you know, Revoke Existence coming back is big game, you know? And, and I'm, I'm really happy with that. I think it's really kind of helped to further that balance. Yeah, I, th- I think Sanders is good, and I, I don't think Mono Blue is dead. Well, he won, won an event. <laughs> oh, uh, well, did it win the Star City game? It yeah, did. It, it won Nashville, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, well, good, because <laughs> I, I kind of like that deck being around. Yeah. It's something you can beat up on. Yeah, I like the Revoke Existence Fasa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh... And now, but again, like so many people have answers now. I think the the addition also of the extra lands has been really, really helpful. Like we're starting yeah. to see some some decks that previously wouldn't actually be three colors. Like we haven't seen a lot of band happening. You know, we got two of the band Scrylands. Yeah. The, the, this the is the two? band set. Yeah. So so I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, you know, it's it's a it's a big help, big help for some of these decks. Yeah, those those Skylands were so much better than everyone thought at first. <laughs> yeah, I remember the whole like those should be uncommons. 
Yeah. yeah. No, that's not fair. We have guild gates. We don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> then all yeah. of a sudden people realize that scrying is a good thing. Yeah. Like, how many hands have you kept since you started playing Theros that you would have normally mulligan, but you're going to keep because you got a scry land? Oh, I, like, I remember on my, in my winning into the top eight of the, the PTQ that KYT also top eighted, I, I told them about a one lander I kept because of a scry land. <laughs> like that's how powerful these cards are. It's like this card reads do not take a mulligan. Yeah. Because like in those crucial turns, like that's the toughest thing. You miss an early land drop on like turn two, turn three, or whatever like that, you're set back huge. And that's what like yeah. the power of scry is. Like that card does read draw another card on it. Yeah, it essentially yeah, it essentially gives you another draw step to get out of your situation. Yeah. So out sick. of your low land count or like when you're when you keep like a five lander with two scry lands, you just keep any fucking spell on top because you just want to make your your hand do enough things, and your lands get to help you do that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, most criminally underplayed card moving into new standard. Sasa. <laughs> She's criminally underplayed. I think mono blue is very very good right now still. I think it's really good against the black-white deck. And I think that deck doesn't give a shit about Xenogod. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. In fact, in fact, truth be told, um, the mono-blue matchup is so bad for red-green. Okay, so bad. That you almost can afford not to sideboard against it, because you're probably not going to win anyway. But you understand that your Gruel Charms actually are, like, super awesome in no, mono-blue. I'm aware. Like, it is. That's the I dream. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gruel, Char- Gruel Charm 2014. Yeah. You either, like, blow away all their flyers for two mana, or you just go, Master of Fuck You? What? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, like, or, or you pay two type. mana, one guy can't be blocked. I pay two mana, none of my guys can be blocked. <laughs> That's right. How's my dick taste? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. I'm aware. Or as uh, Brian Zimba and Alexander Hain playing Two-Headed Giant in uh, Gate Crash, against their opponents who have laid out a whole bunch of flyers, Brian Zimba drawing the card off the top of his deck and looking at Alex and saying, Alex, what does this card read? And Alex looking at Brian going, Brian, I believe it says blowout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So, yeah, that matchup's really bad, though. Really bad. Yeah, I think uh, Black-White's matchup is pretty close. Like, like post-board, you have a lot of pretty bad cards, like Underworld Connections are bad against them. Blood Barons are bad against them. Elspeths are bad against them. Like, and those are all like your strongest cards. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see more Archangel of Thune. I think that card should be played more. I think that people playing Brimaz instead of Archangels in their blue-white sideboards are fucking idiots. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Brimaz is, is like so not true. nearly as good as Archangel. Archangel is so absurdly powerful. That it's just not even fair. A lot of lists are playing both, aren't they? And just cutting the Soldier of the Pantheons? Yeah, Which that's I what think I could see. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the volume... Seems... Sorry, sorry, Kira. Uh, I just said, uh, that seems really good. Yeah. I think the numbers of them are important, though, right? Like, like I mean, I, I, I do think you, you want to be playing three Archangels in your sideboard, I would think, right? Like, at, at least. Yeah. Two's not enough. So... Well, it's like one of those things. It's like a respect card, you know? It's kind of like case, like, where if you're playing against, like, a card that, a deck that has, like, a lot of single target removal, like a mono black or something like that, like, going creature planning game two, 
and just like punishing him for taking out his removal or making him feel like he made the right choice by keeping his removal in then like you can do like the game three mind tricks of like do you pull the creatures out and make his removal dead again you know you, you just it's such a nice little thing to be able to do in the blue white deck to just mm-hmm. kind of mind game the guy yeah that's true yeah, especially if you're playing four Brimaz and four Archangels, like that sounds pretty scary. If they would just board that in and just cut Wrath. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of Wraths, how absurdly good is Faded Retribution? It's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. It's like a a one of main deck maybe, but like I got blown out by it. Yeah, that's my point. Like, it, the, if I, any I, card I right now in standard reads blowout, it's that one. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, my mutal vaults meant no harm. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've lost more games to that that single card than I can yeah, imagine. That card's fucking insane against you. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, against black white too. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, okay, so you obviously did Modern Masters for your top eight draft. Yeah, and. It was really funny because during the they were they watched uh, Mihara draft his deck, right? So he was on yeah. coverage, and they watched. And so we we're listening to uh, Marshall and um, God damn it, Bueller, Bueller, Randy, yeah. Randy Bueller, uh, and basically watching him draft. And of course, like Mihara opens pack one, pick one Esperzoa, and all of a sudden Marshall goes like full raging robot large boner for the whole Sunburst Artifact stack, and he's like, oh yeah, oh that deck's so good, it's the best, and it's my favorite, and you know, going on and on and on. And so, wouldn't you know it, I'm like driving, and I I miss a little bit of it, and I find out that you're, you know, battling in the semis, and I'm like, yes, that's so awesome! What is he playing? Oh, look! The Bonerific (laughs) deck! Oh my god, so here's the thing, Uh, Mahara took Esprazoa over Cloudgoat Ranger pack one, pick one, right? Yes. I did the same fucking thing. Oh really? Yeah, I swear I passed I passed Cloudgo Ranger and took Esprazoa. <laughs> so funny. I saw I saw Efro like post about it being like what a stupid pick. I was like, Oh man, how did you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So you so you picked the Esprazoa, but you stayed you what was your second card? Do you remember do you remember what your second pick was? Uh, my second pick was uh it might have been Bone Splitter. Okay. And so uh, I knew that I wanted to draft an affinity deck because my experience with the format is like I have a few drafts under my belt, but not enough to like reasonably draft like the salad deck or, or another kind of like really deep archetype. But I, I know, uh, I know about the sunburst artifact archetype and really wanted to kind of force it. And I did. Nice. I remember taking a, uh, a fairy mechanist, the the four mana two two flyer. Look at your top three. Yeah, took those pretty early. Took a spell bomb early, and then just kind of uh oh yeah. And then I took an errant ephemeron, and was like, well, I'll play this anyway. Yeah, it's a four four flyer. When yeah, did that enormous. unit show up? Because that's just like a nice little way to diversify your game. Uh, when did what show up? Una, Una. Queen of the Fae. Oh, it was a uh, pack two pick one. I think there you go. Nice. It might have been pack two, pick two, but I took it and never, ever drew it or cast it. It was great. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Card awesome. overperformed. Yeah. Could have been an island. Yeah. 
Wow. And I had to play some bad cards. It was like, I think the deck ended up being like 19 cards, like a really good Sunburst Artifact deck, and I had to play some fucking shitty cards. Mm. I had to play some Arcbound Wanderers and some Arcbound Stingers. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't mind Arcbound Stinger. I had three of them and three Wanderers, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but I had a triple Ethereum Sculptor. Okay, yeah. So I wanted the Wanderer to help me beat green deck so I could just, like, chump your guy for, like, three or four counters on my flyer and kill you. Okay. I can get behind that idea. So so that was kind of my plan. Like, I, I was, uh, Alex Hain told me to force the Affinity deck if I didn't have that much experience. And I felt like with uh, with that card and, like, my couple flyers that were also artifacts that it was that it was fine. And he and Alex thought it was fine too. What nice. creature type is Skyreach Manta? You get, uh, no fucking clue. It's, an, it's a fish. It is an artifact creature fish that flies. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's no it breaching like, hippocamp, but No, it is not a breaching hippocamp. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, when you guys showed up, um, you were told that proxies were okay for your deck. Um, uh, not really. We were told that we could borrow. Oh, that you could oh. borrow. Yeah, like, you write, you write down, you put an asterisk by the card, and you could borrow Born of the Gods cards. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, okay. So, they had, like, a wealth of cards there, obviously. Yeah, like, they, they literally had, like, uh, the people working there donated their own cards for the purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so we've talked about the magic. Tell us about the experience for this thing. Like, it just seems like it's designed to be this opulent, you know, fantasy trip where you get <laughs> to go and play magic for a whole pile of money and a special little, you know, like it's got to feel almost like the, like, like this is going to be really bad. It may sound like I'm minimizing it, but I'm not. But it's almost like this feels like that F&M Players Championship that they were supposed to do. <laughs> you know but like but like good well no because because like you compare it to the players uh, championship right and the players championship is like the pro tour version of the players championship right and then you've got the not pro tour version of the players championship and i felt like that's what this was designed to be yeah yeah i can i understand what you mean like the tournament was so small and like it was so inbred like after a few rounds like you felt like you played everybody and it, it, it did kind of have a totally different feel about it than, like, a serious, serious tournament. Like, the, the room was so so small, and you just, like, go out after, and you could just, like, have free, like, snacks and drinks, and you just talk to people. And it was, like, it was, like, outside of the room, it was a lot of, a lot of fun, and, like, you almost all felt like, like camaraderie because you all got there the same way and from different parts of the world. Like, it was, it was extremely international. That's awesome. Like, did you find that you were, like, you know, making certain groups of friends, or was it, like, guys that you had recognized before, anyone that you knew, or was it just, like, you've just been thrown into, like, this pot, and you're just, like, meeting all these new people, and it's super sweet? Like, uh, on my plane ride there, I met a guy from Sudbury, who was also going to the Super Series. I was sitting there on my phone, and he's like, Sunday Super Series? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so I met him, and then I knew uh, Alex Bianchi. Mm-hmm. was going to be there so uh, we were talking a lot before and we hung out a lot while we were there and then just like yeah and then a couple uh other canadian players like uh, andre Ger- gerard 
hung out with us a bunch and actually yeah Gerard. and then a, an indonesian guy ended up being like like our life and soul his name is uh uh ipank i have no clue what his name is he called, told me to call him rip <laughs> yeah yeah Hello. i i pank is aziz, aziz hat yeah aziz Rifat. ah knew it yeah he was he was hilarious he was a great guy it was awesome to like meet him i would never have met him in a another circumstance and i would have never talked to him at a gp to be honest or anything like that so so that was awesome nice what'd you think of his standard deck uh it played a savage born hydra so not good yeah <laughs> That's I was literally so awesome. just looking at it, and I was waiting for you to exactly say that. He was, he was going to be either that or Armed and Dangerous over the third Mizium Orders is probably yeah, a you, sketchy if can, play. If you can convince yourself to play Savage Born Hydra, you are, you are something. <laughs> That's true. Like Insanity Wolf. <laughs> like, wouldn't that just be better as, like, the Mythic Hydra from, like, M14, like, the, the guy with the counters the, yeah. that doubles up, like... Yeah. Or Land 26. Or yeah. land twenty six, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be immutable. It could, it be, could a be a fucking planes <laughs> in your green red deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was the the junk reanimator deck any good? Uh, no, it was. I thought it was terrible, and I'm a big fan of junk reanimator, and it was it was bad. Okay. It like it looked like the slowest can't win a game type deck. Like if you had a reasonable draw and you lost to this deck, you need to find a new deck. Nice. Nice, okay. Yeah. The uh apparently there was a lot of talk about the Auras deck on coverage and they were all yeah, very, okay. very, very excited by it. And apparently one of the guys, uh somebody Duke, and I don't know whether he's related to Reed Duke or not, but because uh, like maybe there's something there. But uh he seemed to be really, really high on the astronomer. And he seemed to think that it was like one of it was one of his pet cards during Future Future League, and said he brewed more than his fair share of decks with that card. Yeah, that's Reed Duke's brother. He works at Wizards. It is Reed Duke's brother, eh? Yeah, yeah. At uh, at the uh, Players Championship at PAX, mm-hmm. at the party, the Magic party, like he was there with his brother, and I got to meet both of them. It was pretty cool. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like aside from the fact that you just kill the guy that you're equipping it to, it, you move on. Um, like I'm not, I'm just not sure that. But I mean, like if you're gonna do bat auras, seems like the astronomer is a really good way to get a shit ton of card advantage. Yeah, that card. Uh, I remember there was a turn where he played it, and I could have killed it, or I could have cast an. Uh, I think it was a thoughtsies. I was like, oh, I'll thoughtsies him, and then I saw his hand, and I I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Kills this thing immediately. Because yeah. because he cast an ethereal armor on it. Found a detention sphere, like detention sphere something, and then I'm just like, I could have killed that. I could have killed that. It's a one three for two mana. Another famous little blue speed bump guy. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, some heroic trigger. What do you think, KYT? Good enough for modern boggles? No. <laughs> I don't think so. It's fine. I'm working on a Chromanticore list, and I have a minute. Really? Wow. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds I, I like, like to, that. I like that. Animator. <laughs> I have to, uh, I always have to play, like, just something just god-awful when a set comes out, just to, like, get it out of my system. And then I'll play something god-awful at the next big tournament I go to, because I'm just god-awful, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can't top 8 PTQs, man. <laughs> <laughs> That hurts. 
I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've made a pro tour, and Andy and I haven't. So, <laughs> yeah, I went to the World Magic Cup. Yeah, hey, man, he went to the World Magic Cup. I I would have traded my pro tour for World Magic Cup. I would snap have made that. Trade. Oh yeah, Andy, that reminds me. So so on coverage, they do the poll, and they actually ask people if you'd rather be queued for the Sunday Series Championship or the Pro Tour. I mean. I'm pretty sure your answer is the Pro Tour. Oh, yeah, not close. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the case, like, okay, you're, well, you're asking people who are there. So, like, the, the answer came up, like, the answer they gave us was, like, 50, like close to 50-50 or even in favor of the Sunday series. I mean, like, obviously, if you're going to ask people there, like, ask, like, someone who actually cares about the Pro Tour, like Andy, <laughs> for sure. It's Pro Tour, not close. <laughs> But this is definitely something nice that they did. And uh, yeah, was... the like the coverage, I mean, I, I was excited to, to see that Reduke, Mahara, and Owen were, were in it and happy that you were in it. But some of the matchups were definitely very, uh, play skill-wise, were very lopsided and, and not too interesting to watch, yeah. as if there were two pros going at it. Um, like in the, in the draft, the semifinals, in your pod, Andy, like, the guy had, I believe, made a few mistakes, and he could have easily beaten Reed Duke to face you in yeah, the finals. Yeah, I, I, was, I was there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw that and was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let my board go. <laughs> yeah. So he punted a few times, and, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, depends what you want to watch. Like, if you want to watch high, super high-level magic, it was great to see that there were some top names there. As well, but definitely in the earlier rounds where like there was a yeah. lot of play skill mismatches. But yeah, overall, like I like to watch it. Yeah, the Mahara Owen final was like like a dream boat. Yeah, yeah, I bet they were like really happy about that. Yeah, we yeah. wanted it to be Andy Mahara, but we did, uh... we did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> If, if if one of you guys says Death Cloud, I'm fucking gone. Well, it was the number one card of the event. Oh, Good was job. it? According to the guys at Wizards of the Coast, when they do their <laughs> top five cards of the event. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, do you have two creatures in play, two cards in hand, and four lands in play? I'll kill <laughs> half of your lands, all your cards. And you need different colored lands also? It's like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> oh, that, that mana base was beautiful. Yeah. That's my kind of mana base. It, it took me like twice as long to build my decks as everyone else because I was like literally trying to figure out how many of each land I had to play. Was that actually <laughs> the hardest part? Like was like determining my like the spells itself. You kind of like put that together and you make your little pile and you're like, yeah, I think this is what I want to go with. And then like the land base is like super in the tank. Yeah, it, the, the land base was incredibly hard. Like I had I had two real red spells and a spell bomb. And I had to decide how many mountains to play. And I really wanted to hit all five colors. And I had a bunch of blue spells. I had to decide how many islands to play. I had one white spell. So, like, it, it felt like if, if I screwed that up, my, my whole deck would be in shambles. <laughs> well, I guess uh, blowing away things uh, is kind of the way to go then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no mana deprived.com t shirt for you, huh? 
For me? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sponsored by a, a local store to play. Oh, are you? Yeah, T uh, Market Games in Belleville. They uh, they pay for me to go to all my events and are like insane about backing me to go to everything. That's so great! Wow. Yeah. What's the name of them? Uh, T Market Games. Uh, it's like a it's a pawn shop, a game store in Belleville. Like the 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 owner there is like. He's like really nice guy. Just wants to do something for the community, and he thought I was the right guy to like lead the charge for backing his community, and felt like I was a good face for it. So Sweet. they do like a lot of like Friday Night Magic. Do they do like events throughout the week? Yeah, yeah we're giving them Friday some Night really Night. really good like you know just we're we're gonna we're gonna plug the hell out of them right now. So let's 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 yeah. expand the plug. They do they do a lot of Friday Night Magic. They do a bunch of drafts, and he's actually moving into a bigger store to start holding like. Hundred and hundred and fifty people tournaments, just to like get people from out of the town to come to them to like play in like legacy tournaments, modern tournaments, and big standard tournaments. He really wants to just to just run great tournaments for players. Like he wants to give more prizes. Like he wants more than like the money, the notification. That's awesome. You're, it's you're good, a great like, person you know. to back. You're a great person to back, Andy. Absolutely. This guy's doing it right. Yeah, he's he's certainly like uh, like helped helped me be able to continue to play Magic all the time. Nice. So, uh, do you actually uh, do you do anything other than play Magic? Uh, right now, no. I, I got I got laid off at the beginning of the month, and have just been just playing Magic right now. So sweet, living the dream. Yeah, <laughs> the dream right now, yes. <laughs> uh, in March, I'm going to three GPs and uh, just going to a lot of more Magic tournaments. Like he's really insistent on getting my getting me out to everything. Wow! Wow, that's awesome. Gotta get uh, you on that pro tour, that pro tour, son. That that pro tour. Nice. Well, I should. Uh... I sh- I- I'm looking forward to uh, Boston. That's going to be sick. Looking forward to Montreal, which is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just confirmed all of my plans for that one, so I'm pretty excited. Nice. Beautiful. Are you going on the train? Are you going to uh, Toronto no. to go on the train? No, I'm not going to the train. You should go on the train. It makes, no- it makes no sense. I travel three hours to travel six hours. Yeah. I have to, like, go, go backwards. But the train. I'm, like, like literally taking a red-eye flight. Because I could take any other flight and get to Montreal perfectly fine, but I'm taking a red-eye flight so that I can be completely shitbagged before I get on the train, then go judge that night. Which I don't know if I'm on the judge schedule, but I think I'm going to be judging that one at that that, night. That's a true hero. No, that's a true idiot. But (laughs) it'll be awesome. Um... I've got actually something that was sent to me. Uh, I had a listener send an email me a scumbag story. I would love to hear a scumbag story. And so actually, me- well, actually, you know what? Andy needs to tell us a scumbag story. Yes, absolutely. But I was hoping to jump mine in first because Andy was just talking about this awesome store that he was going to. Uh-huh. And my scumbag story is the scumbag is a store. Okay, I'm in. Store. So Fuck that let's, story, man. Exactly. So let's let's we can jump into that. And then you know, every time we ask for a scumbag story, you kind of get like that whole like, what does he mean by scumbag story? So like, if we throw if we, we throw one out there, you know, kind of set the bar. Oh, that's not. And we can we can give Andy something to like rise to. That's not bad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just bringing up this uh, wonderful scumbag story. So does it start with 
So I walked out of my favorite game store, face-to-facegames.com, and I walked across the street <laughs> and opened the door. <laughs> wow. Anyways, carry on. All right. So uh, this is uh, sent by a, uh, a buddy of mine. He's a Alberta guy, so he kind of sent it through me. Uh, his name is uh, Tremblay. His last name, he's uh, kind of posted on our forums and stuff like that, uh, Eric. And uh, he is from Whitecourt, Alberta, which is north and nowhere. Um, there's nobody up there. So his story is very interesting. Uh, this story begins in December 2011 when I was bringing my dog to the groomers and noticed there was a hobby <laughs> shop next door. While I waited for the groomer, I went inside and noticed tons of magic cards, which I hadn't played competitively since 7th edition. So when I got home, I dusted off my old card box and started going to the store regularly. I started building decks to fit their metagame, which was quite different. They play a 60-card constructed legacy decks in multiplayer pods of four to six players, with the winner of each table to play in another pod. This is just bizarre. Um, it was a lot of fun, but I never understood the store owner adding his own oddities in the game to keep everything fair. All sorts of house rules were added. Some really made the game feel like not magic at all. Some rules were like no more than five damage can be dealt by spells in a turn, or cannot kill more than one opponent per turn, or no infinite combos, just to name a few. Most of these metagame problems the store owner was trying to fix would have been solved by just having Commander as his go-to format. <laughs> Around March 2012, I was approached by the owner to become his TO for store. Uh, he had no computer skills, didn't understand any of the Watsi rules and regulations when it comes to organized play, so I was happy to take on the challenge. I learned all about Commander, Standard, Modern, Two-Headed Giant, and all the rules of sanctioned play in general, blah, blah, blah. Quickly took care of the many delinquent events and was there for the pre-releases and FNMs for over the next year. I became the head judge for the store and was also teaching a lot of young kids how to play the game. The last three months I was there, I had increased the popularity of the Standard FNMs to 15 to 20 participants per week, which is incredible considering White Court Alberta only has about 10,000 residents. Uh, also brought the store to advanced level, which gave access to a lot of perks. Uh, that's where the Cinderella story ends and the scumbag and begins. So after a year of volunteering, getting no benefits, uh, he was told that his services were no longer needed and he wasn't welcome to the store. Uh, this is only coming from the store owner, of course, old pot-smoking hippie that didn't like organized play at all. He never liked any of the rules mandated, mandated by Watsi, didn't like his opinions about how things could be changed for the better. Uh, he tried changing the made-up format to Commander, which was a lot more fun and fitted the community's taste, but doesn't require, and also doesn't require any special rules. Uh, but the main part of the banishment was because he started questioning how he was, and openly talking about how things were not supposed to happen according to Watsi organized play. So many of the examples would include having Kurt FNM cards, uh, promo cards in the sale in the binders, exchanging collections of promo cards for monetary gain, keeping several promo cards separate in the store collection, uh, keeping half of the booster packs intended for pre-release prizes for the st uh, stores for sale by What? Wow. Yeah. Uh, asking him to improperly enter events to allow the made-up format to be sanctioned, and all kinds of other crazy stuff. Um, he replaced Buddy with somebody that he can control, and spent the, uh, the uh, Tremblay here, Eric, he spent the next six months playing solely online and driving damage for events, which is how I met him. Because... He would show up for, like, local events in Edmonton, even though, you know, he's hours away. Um, so, uh, he eventually got invited back to the Theros pre-release. Uh, so, he decided to play locally instead of driving Edmonton, because it's a crazy drive for him. And, like, that drive is, like, full of all construction people. So, like, they drive, like, 160 on icy roads. Um, so, it's, it's nuts. That's a crazy drive. Um, 
so yeah, he decides to play, and he noticed things hadn't changed uh, at all. Um, they still receive promo cards without sanctioning any real WotC formats, um, and now they do sanction some events on paper, report them weeks later. Um, he had to call the new TO a few weeks ago because his DCI account showed that he played in two different events at the same time. One of them was a GPT, which was in Edmonton, um, and the other one was at the store, and he was afraid that, like, if he didn't get his buys or if, uh, you know, like, if he had won it, would they look and see that he played in two different cities at the exact same time for this GPT? So he was really upset about that. Um, the store's response, politely, that they didn't give a fuck, and that it was an event that they had done a month earlier, and they are just going to enter it into the system. So, you know, like, it was, again, they're not using the store how it was being done. So it was just, like, such a, a dagger. And, and he just kind of goes on to say, like, so he was, he was done trying to, you know, come up with excuses and help out this old guy. Um, some people play for fun. Other people want to use the DCI system to play competitively. And he's decided he will not support anybody who doesn't want to play the game just for fun. So there's a small group of players in White Court that play standard and have to travel to Edmonton to play any real events. Um, he keeps reporting stuff to Watsi, but Watsi never replies back to him. And um, even though they're at an advanced level, they haven't sanctioned a real Magic format since March 2013, but they keep sanctioning formats. So tournaments are still happening to this day out of that store that are getting them promo cards, but they haven't played a real format since March 2013. So. Yeah. He's wow. uh, really upset. Like, that's a super scummy thing. And, like, that's, like, the terrible thing that we see with these stores. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I have great stores in my city. It sounds like you guys have great support in stores. Um, like, Andy's store is just, like, the dream store. Everyone wants to have one of Andy's stores. Uh, I know that you travel up to Barrie for, for some matches. You've also got Kelly in the city if you ever want to make that trip. Like, you got a good and then you know fast fast for mr kyt like we're all lucky but like it's tough for these guys who are like living in like these like fringe areas where they don't have a choice of stores they have one store and like this guy here is just kind of like jerking the system around yeah so that's that's super scum so i just wanted to share that with this and then maybe uh once the show comes out we can find a timestamp and buzz it into some people's ears and we can get our friends on twitter uh, some of our Jobins to kind of get in there and maybe let's make a little bit of a stink because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for supporting the good guys. And I think it's when you see the good guys, you got to like call out the good guys. Uh, but when you see the, well, the shit, uh, you got to identify that too. So grab your pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Andy, scumbag story. Doesn't have to be about a store. We just did that. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like most of my scumbag stories I'm the scumbag that's yeah. awesome I got He's... to do this show before I was you know, on the show and my scumbag story was about how I was a scumbag so you can totally go with that you can use that Well, and yeah, he's, uh, I call him on, he's hashtag team geistbag <laughs> me John Stern <laughs> those two guys did the old like um like, your opponent, if he plays a Geist, like, you had to... Announce the Angel? Yeah, yeah. So, John John, and Eddie were definitely benefactors of, of that ruling when, when, it was, when it was ruled that way. <laughs> and their team Geist bags since then. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, I, I remember when the Geist of St. Trafting, like, immediately changed. And it, it's unfortunate that, like, 
<laughs> it happened at such a high level, but I hold my opponents to the same expectation that I have their, that they're going to hold me at. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like, sure, I may seem like I'm rules lawyering people, but if they could have gained any advantage at all, I'm not letting them have it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but, apparently um, at the Board of the Gods pre-release at our store, uh, in the two-headed giant, um, a guy, like, pulled off, like, one of those, like, missed triggers or you-can't-block-like thing, and the one guy's like, rules lawyering, and I guess he got up and, like, made this massive scene, start dropping F-bombs <laughs> at everybody and putting people <laughs> off, saying, I'm never playing this fucking game again, and stormed out of the store. Um, so I'm really upset that I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I have 45-minute judge ruling. Wow! Yeah, they were trying to t- decide whether I fast-played him, or oh, okay. whether he missed his trigger, or, like, whether like whether or not he was lying to the judge about the way he um, announced the trigger earlier, or whether or not I was lying about the interaction before blockers. So, ah. 45-minute judge ruling. <laughs> Mr. Peters, the tournament thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> I thank yeah. you, and the tournament thanks you. <laughs> Uh, I, so um, a, a scumbag story I have is is I was the scumbag. So <laughs> own it. it was playing, Way to own it, brother. Way I love it. it. I yeah. love it. All right. So I, I was playing a, a winning into a top eight of a man of deprived super series, and this guy was like really excited, like hasn't top eighted before, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll just draw, right?" I'm like, "Uh, no, I'll only draw into like third or fourth. I'm just gonna play." And so we play, and I beat him by top decking on him. And he's sad. He's oh. not having a good time. But uh, as the announcement goes up, he finishes in eighth. And I finish in first. So after I, like, dream crush him and, like, ruin his day, I play against him again and just immediately 2 him again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You put him down, then he gets propped right back up, and you just slam him right back down. Yeah, guess who's back? <laughs> Jesus. No revenge, no justice. <laughs> uh, and it's funny, because at the, the, the PTQ that we top-aided KYT recently, yeah. he, also, he also top-aided, and he dream-crushed his opponent in the finals, and that's why I was able to draw in. Just because he was dream crushing. Wow. And won. Wow, so you set him up. You 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 built that moment in the past. I, I, you created I was in it for the that long time. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> you like looked at him and you're like, you're gonna do what I told you to do. You're gonna do what I showed you how to do. <laughs> oh, are you first and would not want to draw in, friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well that's not too bad. That's hilarious. Poor guy, but that's funny. Sweet. We just saw, like, you know, we, we it wasn't really much of a scumbag story. We just saw, like, watching you, Andy, on on, on stream and seeing some, like, a rule, like, oh, yeah. just being called again was like, oh, typical Andy <laughs> against yeah, everyone, a Chihoy. Everyone, everyone uh, was was telling me, he's like, you got a fucking scumbag at the Super Series. Yeah. <laughs> Finest tournament in the world, and you fucking scumbag. <laughs> but but Sorry, clearly... The fastest in the West. So do I, like, need to keep an eye on you or something like that in Montreal? Just, just announce your triggers, buddy. 
Just announce your triggers. All right, all right. Well, it was just funny. You, I think you casted. What did you cast? Mirror Enforcer. I cast a uh, Mirror Mirror Enforcer, and he yeah. goes, "Sure." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, equip my guy." He goes, "In response to the Mirror Enforcer." I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's looking at the judge, and he's just like, "Look, waiting for the judge to like do something," and I'm just sitting there like, "You said sure." You said the word sure. <laughs> And then, and then the, the judge is like, yeah, you said sure. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, I want to appeal. And the head judge comes over and, like, he explains the story. And he, like, looks at the other judge and, like, looks at me and he goes, you said sure? He's like, yeah. And he's like, it resolves. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, did you respond to anything previous? He's like, yeah. And he's like, what did you say? He's like, okay, or sure. <laughs> But uh, I tried to cast a sorcery. Porn weirding. I was looked at it. I was like, "What? That's a sorcery." <laughs> and then he died. Yeah, it cost him the game that he didn't cast yeah, on he, his own turn. He really could have won the game. So he has Warren weirding in hand to kill my Skyreach Manta. That that uh, after he Helix is my guy, and then yeah. he has in hand he has the fiery the six mana deal five. Yeah, so, very he so he could have killed my mirror enforcer, and I'm left with like nothing. And his deck equipment. Is, <laughs> yeah, just 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 a, a bone splitter. But <laughs> he, no, had, he, like, he had instantitis, but with a sorcery. Yeah. Wow. Rough beats. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He had a good chance to win that game, but uh, I mean, good for you. Got got you there yeah, in the top I, four. I think his deck was way worse than mine, but like. It had a sword. <laughs> like, I, I was it counts just, for so many points. I was just dominating him in game one, and then he's like, sword you. I'm like, oh, fuck. And, I, and then I died to just the sword. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then he, I, oh, man, I remember he cast a, a tooth and nail entwined, and I was like, you have no more creatures, right? And he puts in, like, Woodfall Primus, and then the shittiest fucking creature in the world. Just like some Five mana, like, 4-4, four, four, do nothing. This is his second best creature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But overall, if you were invited, you'd do it again? Like, you feel like it's a good program for people to play in? It's a good day two consolation prize? Yeah, like, the 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 Super Series, like, they really needed something, now that, like, you can't PTQ on the, the second day of a Grand Prix. Yeah. Something that's, like, worth playing in. And the Super Series is one of the coolest type of tournaments I've ever seen. Like, I, I couldn't explain the mood of the tournament at all. It was, it was like, competitive, but, like, it was way more friendly. Like, you could just feel like you could talk to anybody. It didn't really matter. It wasn't like the pros are sitting there by themselves. Like, everyone interacted with everybody, and it was, it was cool. So it was like, it's like during the matches, the matches are serious. Yeah, but then after that, like when the magic is done, everyone's friends. Sweet. Did you? Uh, so you got you got like a tour of Watsi. Yeah. Uh, like basically, we went to uh, the floor. Like it looked, it looked like just an office building, pretty much, except that it had some meeting rooms with cool names and some some sweet statues. Like it had the big ass dragon. Mm-hmm. It's funny, uh, we were all looking at the dragon, and I made a remark to uh, Alex. I was like, man, if nobody was here right now, I would get a picture of me blowing this dragon. And everyone... 
Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> that dreaded moment where you're about to yeah. scream in a really loud area and then everyone stops talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It would have been a good picture. So where'd they put you guys up? Uh, they put us at the, the Spring Hill Marriott, which was like less than a five-minute walk away. Sweet. It was like literally next door. Wow. And it was a, it was a nice hotel, and like there was like all you can eat breakfast every morning, and not not just bagels, some real food, and it was it was good. It was a good hotel. Good. Uh, any uh, ridiculous parties on Saturday night or what? Um, like Saturday night, we uh, we went to a pub and drank a bit. Nothing too crazy. Like I would say, there was not any ridiculous partying. Gotcha. Um. So, so many of Magic's greats have been all snapped up by Watsy to play there. Um, yeah. Like, you got to see uh, just about everybody that was important, or did they kind of? I think uh, I think Worth was hiding. But <laughs> I never saw. I, I had I had a thing or two to say to that man. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, like uh, you got to see like Jerry T, Gavin Verhey. Oh, that's and, awesome. Like a few people were just like hanging out, and actually meeting Randy Bueller was a was really awesome for me. He's a pretty big fanboy. Nice, nice, yeah. And good old Sam Stodd was there too. You saw Sam Stodd? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was there. He was around like the whole time almost. Nice, nice. That is uh, that's one guy that I really wish I would have been able to actually meet before he went to go and work at Watsi. I've never actually like physically been in his presence and met him. Big dude. Big dude. So I went down to uh, star city in Cincinnati about six months too late. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. But, so speaking of, uh, interesting stuff. So they canceled, uh, SCG Somerset this weekend. Yeah. And lots of people are pissed right now. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, I saw that. I, I was the one who told Alex. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm pumped to play this band deck at the Star City. I like, think they just canceled it. And he's like, fuck, daggers. <laughs> no! Well, yeah, there's lots of people who are like, oh, that's great. I've got, jeez, uh, I've got uh, a hotel booked. I've got, you know, a flight booked or whatever the case. And they're like, yeah, just call your hotel. Tell them you can't come. He's like, yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, like Somerset feels like it's a pretty good hotspot. Like, it's near a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, well, you get the feed from New York, you get the feed from Jersey, you know, yeah. surrounding areas, like, it's it's a good Eastern, good Eastern slot. I mean, it, it's, for God's sakes, like, they hold their invitational there at some points, mm -hmm. right? So, like, it's gotta be fairly centralized. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, everyone's losing their mind. Any chance you'll uncancel it? Fucking no. Those <laughs> are the chances. <laughs> If they if they uncancel it now, you you need to issue an apology. Yeah, seriously. Good fucking luck there. Uh, so you knock on the pro tour. Thanks. Um, <laughs> didn't mean for that to be a dagger. Uh, it was like a really quick thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's alright. There, there was there was a sweet dagger in the top eight. So. Right after I beat uh, Chin Hoi, I think his name was. Yeah. The guy, the guy looks at him. He goes, "Sorry for the daggers. You need to sign all this shit." Oh Jesus! <laughs> so, so hands him a bunch of paperwork. 
Like, you don't need to play anymore, friend. <laughs> um, Modern is the format of the Pro Tour. Uh, did you play at Duels for Duels? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, nope, I was oh. in Super Series. Oh, fuck, right. Yeah, that thing happened the same weekend. Um, so, thoughts on the bannings? Uh, where you would be with a modern list if you had a tournament tomorrow? Oof, if, I had a, if I had a tournament tomorrow, I'd probably play either Blue-Red Twin, Blue-White-Red Twin, or, like, Kiki Pod. <laughs> okay. I'm making a lot of one creature. What twin? <laughs> <laughs> no love for the slippery boggle. No, it's pretty bad now. <laughs> did, did it get worse? <laughs> it, it could, it could, depending on the amount of fairies. Because spell stutter sprite just hoses my deck so bad. Yeah, I just, I just like that. A uh, twin, blue, white, red twin, and uh, Maliarpod or not Maliarpod, a uh, Kikijiki pod can basically ignore what the bannings did. Like, it doesn't give a shit about Bitter Blossom. It doesn't yeah. really care that much about Nakato. Yeah. Like, they're all, they're all Bolt or Wall decks, right? So. Huh. It would just be interesting to see, like, what Deathrite Shaman, like, opens up. Like, what decks come back and do those decks affect Birthing Yeah, I feel, I feel like half of the reason people started playing Malyropod over Kikipod was because you didn't need to combo because you had such, like, grindy cards such as Deathrite Shaman. Yeah, you could change your entire game plan where you can just be like, "I'm going to be a really good deck that can kill you in one turn later." Yeah, you're a fair deck that has an unfair card that turns your deck into an unfair deck. Yeah. So you're a good fair deck, but then you have the ability to be the most broken unfair deck. Seems yeah. Like, okay. Seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> so you think Kiki Pod is just the superior pod deck, like the four color pod decks? I, I'm no, I'm no expert by any means of a modern. Like it's my least studied format, but mm. but I played Kiki Pod quite a bit, and it was really strong before like Malyropod took over, and like Jun got like a death right and everything. And I think that uh, it's in a good spot if people are trying to play like control or like fairies. I feel like it, it probably does pretty good against fairies. Like once you resolve a pod, you don't need to really do anything. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Except for like. Dealing with four cryptic commands, but aside from yeah. that, whatever cryptic schmictic. <laughs> Glenelanja Archmage, baby. Oh yeah, I forgot. Kiki yeah. Pod plays that. Shit, I should look at that. Nice. Okay. Like that's why I think Blue White Red Twin is in a really good spot right now too, is because like the Wall of Omens like take care of the aggro decks that might come, like the Zoo decks. Yeah. Yeah. And Lux Resto Angel, now. Resto Angel is probably pretty good against fairies. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, and being able to like just combo kill them if you have to. Like your fair game plan is pretty good because you're still like four bolt, four remand, like some number of helixes, some number of paths. Yeah. So like I feel like it fits in every spectrum a little bit. Hmm. I didn't think of that. I mean, like I, I basically think the twins going to win the pro tour. Uh, I've always I've played twin for a long, long time and. Yeah, twin is pretty much always a good choice, no matter what. Like, but the, the my big worry is that people are going to be packing too many abrupt decays to deal with bitter blossom. Yeah, and it could it could like it scares me off of playing blue red twin like a hundred percent. I would be a lock for blue red twin 
if it wasn't for my fear of too many abrupt decays. Sure. Do you, but you, do you think there's going to be that much jund, or do you think it's going to be because there's going to be that much maliripod? Well, there could be, like, it could be any number of things. Like, if jund is still a deck, I think it basically can just max out on abrupt decays now. Yeah. To kill to kill Bitter Blossom and to kill fairy cards. Like, it kills everything but Mistbind Click, and yeah. I'm not even sure if that card's that good right now. It's also superbly good in the mirror, because it kills fucking yeah. everything that's not named Chandra. Kills Liliana. Yeah, like, Abrupt Decay seems in a really good spot, and that's why I'm kind of scared from just straight blue-red twin. Sure. Yeah, Makes going sense. back to Miss Bind Click, you just Abrupt Decay whatever they're going to champion, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I guess, yes. yeah, I guess. Cyan. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, serve that through all of my discard spells. <laughs> it's funny. Well, I'm looking forward to Pro Tour is two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. So that'll be interesting. There's we have, a uh, uh, GP Paris this weekend. Right, Legacy. There's a um, there's a standard GPT in town here on the 21st, which is Pro Tour weekend, right? Uh, no, which is GP. Yeah, Pro Tour weekend, and they're doing like a mini gold rush. Oh, cute. And there's like dual lands, a like full set of forty duels or something like that. What? And then a bunch of other stuff is being given out. Yeah, let me see if I can pull it up. At here. a GPT. Yeah, buddy. It's a big game. Uh we do a large in Toronto. You're living in the wrong fucking city. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> yeah, here it is. So it's revised dual lands. An entire forty card set of revised dual lands are given out. So it's a GPT from Montreal. And they're giving away 40 cards out of revised duels. And. And I guess what. And it, oh, and the other ones. So it'll either contain a Zendikar basic land or one of the 40 revised duels. Wow. Yeah, $40 at the door, 35 in advance. Standard. That's pretty first, sweet. First prize is uh, 700 bucks plus your entry fee for GP and a two round buy covered. Okay, um, is it, is this run by like uh, Harry T? Nope, it's actually being run by Coins Unlimited. Wow, this is yeah. this sounds really good. I know, and it's at the it's at the Primrose. Oh yeah, yeah, that um, sounds awesome. Seven, so seven hundred in the entry free plus obviously you get the buys. Uh, three hundred cash for second, hundred fifty cash for third and fourth, hundred cash for the rest of the top eight, and forty dollars cash all the way down to the sixteenth place. Oh wow, that's. I see one, one like local, not not like a one, a not local store, like or when they run events like that, it's it's awesome. Yeah. To see like the little guy run that. Yeah. So I think, I think I'm gonna go to this. I actually think I'm gonna go to this. Um, yeah, just I think the, you need to go to that. The value seems really good, and I mean, I have played a shit ton of standard, so I either play. You know, I either play some red green or I could play fucking black white or something also. Like there's a pile of different decks I could play. But um alternatively there's also a modern GPT side event for uh, GP Richmond. And uh, each player who tar- participates in the side event also receives one of the envelopes. So first place for that is four modern masters Tarmogoyfs, 
Second place is two wow. Modern Masters Bobs. Third and fourth place is a Masters Bob. And fifth to eighth place each get a Masters Vendillion Click. Prizes are guaranteed, and the start of that one's 2 o'clock. Plus, there's winner boxes all day and limited events and shit. It's uh, pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that is pretty damn good. So. Fuck. Yeah, so I'll see you in. I'll see you next week, Andy. Um, yep. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> That's Jeez. funny. KYT, you coming after this too then? I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll check, check it. Me and my crazy trips. <laughs> I know. You just randomly visit places. Seems like That's it could crazy. be pretty Really, really needed to. At the PDQ top, I really needed to win that modern. Master's box to actually pay for my trip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, realistically, you top eight this, you get a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, that's a pay for my via rail. <laughs> so you could come in second and get three hundred bucks. That'll cover you up. Hmm. At that point, Stone Cold block to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually making money. That's right. How could you lose? I'd right. be like. Andy, you want to split? Fuck no. Fuck. You know what? You know what? Bright side is this, KYT. Seriously, if you like, don't think you're gonna do it. Like, if you start off and you're like, man, I don't like my deck choice. Just bring Boggle to the side of it, and you'll fucking clean house with a place at a turquoise for sure. Wow. For sure, you'd kill that modern side of it. Yeah, kind of. Man, I just like is uh, I'm just check. I'm just mind blown right now because I'm checking the uh, articles. I don't know if you had. You've had the time, Scott, of uh, checking the SCG articles uh, for tomorrow. Where do I find them? Using, using, you, you taught me how to do this. Yeah, I don't, they, they don't, do they show up on the Android apps or just yeah, the iPhone apps? Just, I think maybe just the iPhone app. And yeah, so that may be shit This for me. Might, might be my favorite courser deck now, on paper. <gasps> really? Uh, because it's Jund. And... Oh, God. I played against some Jund decks today, and they were not that excellent. But this looks good. Courser with connections. I can see that. I can see that being really good. Is and it premium see... or is it select? I think it's select. Big surprise. Do you not have it... premium? I do have premium. Uh, no, it doesn't show up on the Android app. It's just the iPhone app. I'll post the list in the chat. And okay. Like, Courser connections with Rakdos Return. I like, I like that combo. That combination of cards that feed into each other. That seems... Pretty sweet to me. Am I crazy, Andy? Am I crazy? I, I, I feel like the gen, the gen decks just do not work out. Like Fuck. you don't have <laughs> like Corsair is is that really what you want to be doing in that deck? Like so you have to play Karyatid and Corsair. Also you can play like Rakdos Return, it just gets Thoughtsies. <laughs> like yeah. the rest of your deck is not that good. Like Rakdos Return Return is your good card, and you have like a bunch of the like, you just feel like a bad version of a of better decks. You're trying to be an underworld connections discard deck without playing Blood Baron. But I have Rakdos Return, dude. <laughs> so, in, admittedly, like Blood Baron. <laughs> Rakdos Return is a really sweet card. It's very, very good. Uh, Pelucranos kills Blood Baron. Yeah. yeah, with infinite mana. So does so do all those Mizium Mortars. That's true. Hey, all that Mizium Mortars? All them Mizium Mortars. There is a sideboard. Keep reading. Um, 
Doesn't this deck look sweet? Doesn't it appeal to the gen side of you, Scott? So this, it does appeal to the gen side of me. I just, look at I, it. I, yeah. I, I know, I know. I just don't think yeah. I can do it. I just never felt like those decks were any good. I've never like lost to them. I've never, I've never been scared of anything except for the Rakdos return. And, yeah. And like, if you draw that too late, it's just absolute. Ter- absolutely terrible. Yeah, the the Jund deck I do like I think right now is like I played a Domri Jund list that used um, uh, Underworld Cerberus uh, okay. earlier on in the season. Uh, some uh, some some guy came up with it. I found it. I played it on stream, and like it was it was actually pretty good. Except that the three drop slot was fucking terrible. Like the <laughs> like the best best card you had to play in that slot was like Dreg Mangler, and I'm like fuck that guy. That's retarded. Um, but like, if you were to put like Fanatic of Xenagos in that pile, and then put the God in that deck too, like that could be pretty good, right? Aren't you just playing a bad red green deck? Well, like maybe, except that you've got you've got a lot more um, resilience, I think, in the creatures. Like you also get to play Reaper in that case. I think Reaper is terrible. So you know, I, then I, that I would really skew like this your underworld view. Cerberus. Like that card is we we have a guy who like just plays terrible decks all of the day, uh, but when he plays that particular card in the terrible deck, you're just like, fuck. Yeah, and it's a it's five like, drop. I'm like that card's big. You kill it, and he gets other shit back. Yeah, yeah. So Cerberus seems like uh, like pow- like pretty powerful, but uh, I feel like Reaper is just not good. I don't think it's good in basically any any matchup. Reaper I've does never... all these awesome things if you have a lot of mana. And if you have a lot of mana, you can do other powerful things. Yeah, you can do that's... more awesome. When I was playing mono black or black white, uh, I never gave a shit about a Reaper. And when I'm playing a control deck, you don't give a shit about a Reaper. Mono blue. Like, Demon, you do. Those decks, though. Sorry? Demon what? Yeah. Like, I think Demon is, like, the superior four drop if you're playing any black. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, uh... It's gonna be interesting to see what happens here with with this Jund list, KYT. I'm playing this. Audible, right now. <laughs> you, you, can, you can battle me on beta right now if you want. I don't have beta. You suck. Beta's the shit. Anyways. Yeah, but it seems it seems good. Can you battle it for me and tell me how good it is? This looks insane. I actually, actually, I can. I think this deck is insane, Andy. It has you can't see the list, right? Or can you? Right? No, no he, he can't see the list. You can just read it out. It's got four demons, four coursers, oh. one scavenging ooze, four abrupt decay, three Pelucranos, three Rakdos return, just to name like name drop all these like sick ass spells. I like it. Four heroes downfall. Does it play any planeswalkers? Uh, one Raska. Ooh. <laughs> you have my attention. Does, does it play any primeval bounties? No. No, no, maybe Oh my god, that card is so good. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh yeah, you love that in your green, green black deck of the previous format. I, I, I have a sweet story. So, to win my invite to the two series, I played against somebody when, in play, he has a Liliana at ultimate, of Raska at ultimate, Four cards in hand. I have eleven lands in play, no cards in hand, no creatures in play. And I win this game. <laughs> wow. Primeval bounty. I so he ult ultimates Vraska and I drove the line. 
So I killed his guys. It was a water. And then he Liliana alternates because it can uh, alternate while living. So he splits it up. I was like, I'll take six lands. I play Primeval Bounty. And then my draw steps for the next three turns are Thrag Tusk, Thrag Tusk, or Alps Messenger. <laughs> his hand is just removal spells. That is hilarious. It was a good game. <laughs> wow. So... Okay, hold on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I'm just looking at this. So, four Thoughtseize, four Heroes Downfall, one Museum Orders, two Underworld Connections, four Sylvan Carriated, three Rakdos Return, one Vraska. Man, if I had to play a deck blind, this would be it. <laughs> so, KYT, just so that we're clear. No, oh, that's right. Wow. Okay. What? It looks sweet in every way, I think. I just have to see... It might play out as ass, but just looking at it, and the and and I think it's, like, the best coarser deck for me. No. No Reaper of the Wilds. Four Desecration Demons, man. No, uh, no dragons. Oof. That's, that's the one that hurts me. I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna be good. There's no dragons in it. I'm just tweaking the mana base here, and then I'll put it through. Oh yeah, oh baby! No, like I'm just trying to like, cause the mana base numbers are a little bit strange. Temple of Malice three. Temple of Abandon three. Yeah, this actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> There's no blood grips. That's what I'm asking. I I just want to play Raxel's Return. <laughs> it's like it's like you know you're like uh what's a typical card like against like blue white like thought sees them and then set it up um develop Rakdos return and then you're like so far ahead or uh even against like mono black usually um you can just get them at some point for three or I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Rectal's Return is definitely good against, like, the black base. This card all is Blood Barons, Andy! <laughs> what? 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 You only got one mortar. <laughs> yeah, I only have one mortar, apparently. How do I get it's out two of more, it? There's two more on the sideboard. Uh, Pelucranos is good enough, come on. You can't, you can't attack through that fucker, so... You know what you do? You just jam slaughter games in the sideboard. <laughs> so bad. Friends don't let friends play slaughter games. I mean, this deck doesn't even care that much about Blood Baron. I mean, it, it is red, green, you know, black. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not confident in my mono black. Maybe, maybe I'll wake up differently. We'll see. With how I feel, it's still obviously a, a solid deck, and I think I could. Top eight with it. I'm not sure I can win the tournament with it. That's my problem. Wow. Well, all right. Let's see what happens here. Sneepkeeper ditch. Ready? Yep. Okay. Just need somebody to join my game. Come on. Problem with beta. 
Not enough people playing it. Too closed. <laughs> you should stream this. Oh. Oh wait, I can't. <laughs> yep. Sneep, keep ditch. So the deck seems uh. God damn you, folks. Fucking for the love of. So looking at it all laid out, like by converted mana cost, it actually is fairly lean. You've only got one five drop. The rest of them are all like less than that. Hello. 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 There we go. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you've only got one five drop in this deck, which is sweet. I mean, Rakdos' return is like for a million, but. <laughs> I mean the curve the curve is definitely a lot lower like hitting hard with demons and Polychrono seems fairly good there we oh, go this... okay here we go here we go here we go you ready okay so we won the roll we're on the play our opening hand is Temple of Abandon Temple of Abandon keep Overgrown <laughs> Tomb what's Temple which color is Abandon so Red Green Temple Red Green Temple Black Green Shock okay okay Seems like a keep already. Thoughtseize, Abrupt Decay, Heroes, Downfall, Desecration, Demon. Sneep. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> keep you? Now, am I, like, turn one Thoughtseize to see what we're up against here, or am I playing a temple? Because, like, I feel like you want to play Thoughtseize first to then figure out what you're scrying for. Uh, but you, you, you want to scry for a black source, right? Basically, no matter what you're playing against. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you want to get your dragon. So if you even, like run out the temple, and then if he does something on turn one that makes you scared, then abrupt you, can, you can, you can, well, yeah, you have the Abrupt Decay, and you also have the Thoughtseize. Alright. See this terrible deck. The Scry yields us a... Go for it. A Rakdos return, which we don't want. No, we don't. No. Fuck that, Fuck that card. And what are we playing against? Dun-dun-dun! Oh, yeah, what am I only playing against on the beta? Forest Mystic Go. <laughs> Draw Sylvan Carrioted. Do you just jam it? Like, I think you just jam it. So you can. Oh, no. Well, because uh, our last land's a tap land, right? So, like, it's not like you can just go uh, carry yeah, it in yeah, a yeah, demon. Yeah. Well, if you jam it, you have a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. So, you're saying there's a chance. Um. We have Downfall if he goes Domi Raid. Thoughtseize is probably better next turn so we can prevent Pelucranos. Yeah, I like that. I just jammed the carrier did. Shock 2. Show him more Jund. Jam the carrier did. <laughs> show him more Jund. He's like, what? He's like, I know this list. <laughs> uh, tap Forest and Mystic. 2 green. No extra land drop. Carry did. They did it twice. Red Green Temple. Scries and Bottoms. Alright. So he's no idea what he's getting off the top. And we land the forest, which lets us stick demon if we want to here. Do we stick demon, Andy? Uh, yeah, it, stick, de stick demon early. Really good against that deck. If it's red green, yeah. Yeah. Like that, He can't fight it, and... The, the demon can take over a game, do a lot of damage really, really fast. Yeah, yeah and we like, have downfall for all his creatures. Yeah, it's going to turn into the abyss. So you know, like that—that's perfectly fine. 
Fuck, is this deck actually good? It like, sounds uh, insane. Well, like, we're, we're about a... three turns into it, so let's not get too excited. <laughs> it's broken! It's broken! <laughs> they need some bad... Play on the surface! Tell your blood barons, kids. That's right. <laughs> Missium mortars. Targeting blood bear targeting demon. And now he's gonna Fuck, tell me tell me that demon just ate a double mortars. That demon just ate a double mortars. Our oh. opponent has five three lands plus two mana darks and three cards in hand. Fuck. We just drew another is... temple. So do we just run out that thought seize now? I think we have to run that thought seize now. And what are those three cards? Chandra, Gorklan, Mutavolt. Seems pretty simple. Does it? Yeah. Take the Chandra? Yeah. I mean, we can deal with either. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, either or, like, we're probably going to downfall the other one. Yeah, that's true too. So you I'll take that the... abrupt decay, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So if I take the Chandra, I can. I still have flexibility with the downfall and the decay. But like, you get like this weird situation where like maybe he attacks with the elf, and like when you block with your Caridid, you see. Can... And that's what I was. That's why I was like, if I leave the Rampager. Yeah, you give him the opportunity to think. Okay, well, I might as well just trade this Rampager right, for. So his we're gonna spirit. take the Chandra. And you set up like this really awkward two for one. Because that leaves Chandra. you with two untapped mana, right? Like two oh yeah, it leaves me with carry it at plus two mana plus. Now I yeah. can temple, and I can scry, which shows us a courser of Crefix, which we're going to leave on top. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think you gore clan in that spot there, but you know you might be playing against a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you trading I, a gore clan for he, a carry? He, he actually cast the gore clan. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. probably better. And then plays the Mystic. So he is now Hellbent. He has nothing in hand. Okay. So we have Decay, Heroes, Downfall, and that's and Temple. it? Yeah, yeah, we haven't, we haven't find out if Corsair is any good. Alright, let's do it. Untap. Forest. Temple, Temple, Corsair. We have an Underworld Connections on top of our deck. Seems oh, baby. Good. Seems fine. I want to play this. seem to play well together. I want to play this Temple of Abandon. Yeah, you just gotta play it in no spry, I guess. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, I got a life, though. Yep. Hey! That's pretty sweet. I can stay on top of my life. Good. We still have this Abrupt Decay. Although, this Gorklan's gonna get in. We can't cast Downfall this turn. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. Well, he what? He puts you to 13? And we're at 17. Oh, God. Stormbreath Dragon. What? He fucking peeled it. That's so gross. So now he gets in with Gorkland and Stormbreath. Uh, not really worth blocking, because we're not going to... Yeah, no, no, no block. So we're going to take 8, go to 9. Uh-oh. Uh-oh! This is bad. We draw the Underworld Connections, we have a Sylvan carried on top of our decks. This is bad. No! No! <laughs> See, this is, this is why this deck is bad. Don't do this. Don't do this! <laughs> Alright, well, I got a ship. I can't attack with that Corsair, because I'm going to use him to chump block this Gore Clan Rampager this turn. Good deck. 
Is that right? I know. It's like, I don't know. I would have much... the parade route, turn five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's not over yet, boys. This seems really rough. This is actually... the Underworld connection? No, no, I gotta leave oh. up Downfall, because I need to kill that dragon. Like, he's got yeah. monstrous mana, too, so... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, God, he's going deep. He's got it all. What do you mean? He's like, oh, he was getting anxious. He's like, swing with my elves. No, don't swing with your elves. Yeah, just the dragon. Okay. So, do we want to just, like, take the four from the Rampager here, go to five, and kill the Storm Breath? Could you have killed like the dragon on his turn? What? Could you have killed the this dragon is, on if his This turn? is his turn. This is his turn. He's attacking right now. Okay, so you never had a spot to kill the dragon I before I did not. Now? That's Jesus, correct. not good. Like, in theory, we could have killed it on our turn. How many cards do we have in hand? Three. Um, yeah, you can just monstrous it to get the extra damage. I think you just gotta kill it, because then if he monstrous is it, you only take two, right? Yeah. And you just, like, take the four and hope you rip a land off the next guy, like, you're gonna need to, like... Yeah, he didn't monstrous it at all. Okay. So do I take the four here, then? Like, I probably do, right? Go to five? Yeah, yeah. Go to five. Yeah. Do it. You have a it on top, right? Yeah, because yeah, then you can... Yeah, like... so that'll, that'll absorb three. Yeah, you can <laughs> double block. His follow-up play, the reason he didn't monstrous? Pelucranos. Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, we draw the Karyatid to find a Karyatid. What? Is, life is what? good. Life what? Is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good deck. Good, good deck. deck. Good deck, good deck. Now, we're still not dead, mind you. So do we just uh, jam out the... Uh... I'm playing the Underworld Connections. Yeah, and just draw. I'm going to draw. And hit a land. Come on. Land on top. Yeah. Silver carry it on top. It's a land on top! Woo! Get so away. I'm going to play the Sylvan carry it in my hand. So I have another blocker. Yeah. And then I'm going to play this land. Oh, we have another land on top. Not that it fucking matters. And we're not dead yet. 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 Yeah, I don't know. This this sneak keeping ditch and like play by proxy, this this crowdsourcing play is actually really good for me and, and I'm sure that we're really, you know, getting a little bit of play test experience out of the deck. And I'm sorry listeners at home if this is boring you, but this is actually awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is this is like the one time that like Kyle can't edit it all out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So now he's coming I mean, in deep. He animated the Mutavolt. We chump uh, we the two big too. guys. Yeah. We chump the two big guys. Uh, we're going to take nothing. One, two, three, four. He's off. He's, he has to have a Rampager. But I mean, like, he has to have the Rampager. So there's that. We'll just block accordingly. So I mean, I still, the, sorry, go ahead. I still don't hate the deck. I mean,. We're winning if he didn't double Mizium orders, like basically. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we're at one. Yeah, we're dead. He's also had some pretty good draw steps. Yeah, like if he didn't go double Mizium, it's hard to lose. If we untap, thought sees him, and then then that's it true. becomes hard to lose. So okay, so uh, we don't want Underworld connections here, right? Like that card's probably uh, bad in this matchup. You don't want it. You can't. You can't afford to waste the time doing I that. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, these lifebane zombies are probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does he have green creatures? He has green creatures. 
now, Golgari Charm? Golgari Charm? How do we feel about Golgari Charm? I don't like it. I like Vraska, right? Yeah. Uh, Vraska, five mana, kills a dragon, so yeah, it's good Good, good in my All, books. Also kills a Polychronos, it seems pretty sweet. Yeah, I like um, So we, these Rakdos returns are probably not as good. I don't like them, though. Can't waste time. Nope. And Abrupt Decay is probably... Forever. Is Abrupt Decay better than Mortars, or is Mortars better than Abrupt Decay? I think Mortars is way better than Abrupt Decay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So we can Abrupt, Abrupt Decay doesn't kill really, like, anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, and then the second Ooze will be good, right? Yeah, Ooze. Ooze sounds good. Okay, so I'm at... So the main deck now is four Thoughtseize, three Missy Mortars, two Ooze, four Carriedids, two Abrupt Decay, four Downfall, three Lifebane Zombies, four Courser... Four Desecration Demon, three Polychronos, two Varaska. We're getting there. We're getting there. Sounds good. Okay, so that's 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 Fresh. our sideboard game. This, this is gonna be good. So if we're <laughs> this is awesome. Yes, we're gonna play first. Okay, <laughs> Steep Steep Keeper Ditch. I can tell you already, it's a ditch. Lifebane Zombie, Lifebane Zombie, Carrioted Courser, Polychronos, Downfall, Temple of Malice. Damn it! Oh, keep... oh, oh. Scarlet, Scarlet. <laughs> You don't have the faith. No. <laughs> no uh, way. Man. Okay, this it, one's this is probably try one on it, man. This one's probably better. Courser, Desecration Demon, Mizium Mortars, Thoughtseize, Swamp, Red Green Temple. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we'll keep that. Uh, temple to start because we want to find another land, right? Yeah, I like that. Or right. do you want to lead off on Thoughtseize? I like I like Temple. Like we don't have a turn two play other than Mizium Mortars anyway, right? So. Oh, it's a Polychronos, which we have to ship away. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Scrylands at the tits! They usually, like, have scary plays starting at turn three, so... Oh, no turn one... No turn one play. We drew a stomping ground. Teach. What's that? Teach me. (laughs) Teach him. (laughs) Teach you? (laughs) What do we have now? Where are our spells? So we've got uh, Mortars, Courser, Demon, Thoughtseize. We have Swamp and Stomping Ground. I think we just play Stomping Ground here, right? Or just like a... Do we have Black? Yeah, I could play a Swamp and a Thoughtseize. Yeah, I think I would Thoughtseize him because if if his hand's like really reliant on Sylvan Carriated, you want to take take it it now. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So he has has Forest Mountain, Domery Raid, Museum Mortars, Polychronos, Stormbreath, Dragon, Carriated. It's it, you really want to take the Domri, but I think the Carrioted is still going to be like kind of like the place. I think to... I think the Carrioted like cripples his curve. Yeah, because like he's going to be doing everything a turn early. Like we right. get to play our Courser, he plays Domri plus ones. We get to attack the Domri, and yeah, maybe we can draw play a Courser, spell. Though. Can we? We can play Courser next turn. Yeah. Which temple do we have? Uh, we have the red green on the table. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. He's scryed with the temple that he peeled and uh, left it on top. So d- does he have a four drop? He has uh, Polychronos. Yeah, hmm. I know it's messy. Jeez. We drew a forest, um, so we can now play Courser without costing us life. Yeah, and okay. hopefully Courser can maybe get rid of some of our bad top decks. Yeah, let's, let's see how good Courser is. Oh, Courser shows us a swamp on top, which Come we're going to use to cast this demon in our hand next turn. If he goes double mortars again, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> 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 All right, see what he's got. So he plays Forest, and he's got to play Dommy Raid here, right? Nope, he's got his own... Yeah, Dommy Raid. Okay. 
Dummy Raid Plus. Reveals Polucronos. Oh. So he now has double Polucronos in his hand. Yes. Like, uh, at least if you attack the Domray, he has to kill his Domray to kill your Corsair, so you're still... Yeah, yeah like, still... You're still dealing with it, but... Uh. Yeah, so this is why... This this is the situation where Corsairs versus other cards, the argument comes in. Um, yeah, okay, so we have a Golgari Guildgate on top of our deck, which does not let us cast this Desecration Demon, but the Swamp that we drew does. So, at this point in time, I guess we're just gonna, like... Like, we're going to get that draw of Guildgate, but I guess it's better than doing nothing is playing this demon, right? Well, like, what do you, what do you want to... Because if you play the demon this turn, what do you want to do next turn with what you have in your hand? Like, Mizium Mortars is kind of like the only card that you have, and it doesn't do anything, right? Correct. So, like, if you demon right now, you, you're, you're trading this turn for next turn. So is it more important to get that demon going right now than it is to and do nothing next turn, or do you want to try and draw an extra card this turn, and then demon next turn? Well, next turn he's going to play Pelucranos. Yeah. So, then he'll be looking to Domri fight my Corsair to get it off the table. So we have to attack Domri with Corsair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got no way to remove demon. We have mortars for his dragon. So maybe you're right. Maybe we can't afford to give him a turn. We don't have anything else going on. But then again, that's a turn that we're not bashing him for six in the face. Are we going to be bashing him? Well, yeah, I guess we're going to be bashing him regardless. Uh, I, I think I would play the demon. Right. I think that the playing the demon this turn is worth more than a card. Okay. I think we're really far behind because then he's going to play his uh, Polycarnos, he's going to fight, kill his Domri, and then when he like, if we choose not to attack, he's going to play his dragon, and can he even attack? Yeah, no. We, yeah, no. Exactly. So then our dragon will hold down the fort for another turn. Not and, our dragon, his dragon. Yeah. yeah. He, we have mortars for his dragon. There is a chance that he doesn't trade Domri for for the Corsair also, and we might be able to get, you know, some more value there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so many lines. Demon is an interesting card well, when you're another, when you're head good and not so much otherwise. Another thing to think about is if if we pass with three mana up, do you think he's going to just snap minus to his guy? Because if Ooh, we kill him, yeah. if we kill his Polycranos, he loses everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, in if, this case, do, he you, chose... do you think we can? Do you think we can scare him into it? Is well, we just well, it depends. It. Do we think he's a good player, right? Like, that's a play that you make against somebody who has an idea of what's going on. So, well, we, we, we just scared him, guys. So, he played Corsair, played his own Corsair. Okay. And then played a Mortar. Forest. And then Mortar's Dark Corsair? Uh, no. But now we can Mortar his Corsair. We can Mortar. Uh, and then plus his Domri. What? To reveal another Corsair. Uh oh. Okay, so we need to get six mana now. Well, we've got one in our hand. Mm-hmm. And four on the table. Yeah. This would be a good Rakdos return. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is good, right? Like, What have we done? Rakdos return for three is a really good against that deck, right? Like, he's got seven cards in his hand, though. 
Okay, so we're gonna draw Golgari Guildgate, revealing Golgari Guildgate. Right on time, Golgari Guildgate. So I guess we uh, play <laughs> so Golgari Guildgate. So play the one off the top. Yeah. Leaving an overgrown tomb on top of our deck. Fuck. <laughs> wow, it's funny. It's not your stream, but it's your stream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in this case, then, do I just like I got to attack Domery with the Desecration Demon, right? Uh, or do I yeah, attack I... his face? Like I gotta get Domri yeah. off the table, right? You gotta get Domri off the table. So He's we'll a go to combat. Right now. See what he does. He decides to sacrifice his courser, probably because he has one in hand. Nope. All right. So we'll just attack Domri, right? And leave our courser back. Should we attack the? Like it doesn't matter. He's just gonna bounce it, right? It's done. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, yeah. We have five lands in play, right? Yeah. We've, and we we don't have three red lands, though. We will only have two red lands. Okay, because like, if he plays dragon and we draw Overload red Overload mortars, it's really good. I guess. Yeah. This deck. It's got Chandra on top. Good. Plays a land. Ends another life. Plays Pelucranos. See, his whole deck seems to combo nope. with the, the Courser. Yeah, and that's the idea. That's and that's the thing that I like about the Courser. Like, that, that's I'm a playing real engine. Chandra and Domri, right? Like, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So it's he just, played it. A, sorry, go ahead. It doesn't apply any like real pressure though. And that's the downside. Yeah, yeah. That's what I don't like about it. Uh, I like that it can uh, it and Domre kill Lifebane Zombie. It feels like it's insanely good and relevant, but man. We have an abrupt account on top of our deck. Which is good. Okay, fuck it. Mono black devotion is Yeah, I think I think yeah, yeah. Sorry guys, I don't think this deck's very good. Yeah, fuck this deck. Yeah. <laughs> we played two games and like fuck it. Yeah. No, no, decidedly not good. No, we would have won to... game one. We would have won game one. <laughs> I need to go rebuy my Blood Barons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to get in for six with the demon here. And, yeah. And then I guess I have to kill that dragon. Not optional, unfortunately. All right. Well, that's awesome. So that game was uh, pretty sweet. Yes. In the meantime... Oh, God. All right, I'm just going to close this. This is done. Rurik Thar on top of his deck, we lose. Yeah, okay, that's it. Um, Andy, who else would you like to shout out or say hi to? Hmm. Is there someone special uh, in your life, maybe, that you owe, you know, everything ever to, that you never fail to shout out everywhere you go? That's That sounds like my girlfriend. Yeah. So, sh- shout out to Kayla Keys. Way too good for me. Wow. Wow. Don't tell her. Don't che- tell her. Cheese factor has, has gone up. I thought it was Jason <laughs> Wong, man. Jason, Jason Wong is a dreamboat. <laughs> but, uh... Pretty sweet that you surround yourself with awesome people, man. Yeah. 
it's it's a pretty sweet house living with Jason Wong and and my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, nice! I didn't realize that Jason lived with you. Yeah, that's hilarious. Nice. Yeah, well, good house. thank you very much for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks beautiful. for having me. We will definitely have you back. I am uh, actively looking forward to seeing you on the twenty first. Are you going to be at the PTQ tomorrow or uh, Saturday? <laughs> tomorrow, oh, thank yeah. God, it's not tomorrow. KYT <laughs> will be. I will not be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So unfortunately, unless KYT can suck it up and get down here again next weekend, uh, you're just going to have to see us at splits. Sorry. <laughs> Furthering the myth that we're actually the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited to hear about the other six people who will be in the top eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It might be Phil this weekend. That's yeah. his home turf. Phil. It's his home turf. He said to me, what did he say to me the other day? I'm going to quote him because it's actually, it was, it's really, really impressive that he said this to me. <laughs> uh, yep, here. He said, I said, well, let me know how the PTQ goes. And he says, I don't know. I got a good feeling about this one. He said, it's rare that I'm this on board with the deck with so little experience actually playing with it. So, I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, it would be pretty awesome to have a huge, like, showdown. And one of you, like, mow through. That would just be really good. I hope that at least one, one of the three of you win the damn thing. Uh, that would be ideal. Yeah. If, uh, if, if it's you and KYT battling in the finals, then it will actually solve once and for all which one of you is the better player without a pro tour attendance. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Bring it! <laughs> I expect at least a half hour judge call. Oh no, I'm gonna get geist bagged in the last like turn. You said yeah. sure. <laughs> Yo, fuck you, judge. You didn't hear shit. <laughs> he said sure. Friend. Sure is sure, man. Sure is sure. Somehow Jeremy's the judge. Like what? <laughs> What's even happening? Wow, which is kind of funny. Because the only, one of the few warnings I've ever had was Geist of Sintraff yeah. pointed out by Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are a Geist bag. <laughs> I tapped, like... You tapped a hollow fountain and, like, two other, like, green lands. Yeah. And I'm like, deal with this, bitch. <laughs> you're like, you can't do that. I'm like, what? And I just, I, I just lean over. It's like, just pause this game, guys. <laughs> Judge! <laughs> See all smooth himself shows up? Yikes. <laughs> so, uh, next week, I think Jay's back next week. Yeah. I think he was trying to play a pre-release back in wherever the fuck he was. So yeah. maybe we'll hear about that. But also for next week, we have another super sweet guest lined up. Super sweet. Well, I mean, this one was super sweet. I said we have yeah. another super sweet. Yeah. Uh... Numatanami Kenji Igashira himself will be joining us. Ooh. We're going to have a big talk about uh, Born of the Gods Theros Theros Limited format. Mm -hmm. So uh, it obviously is coming out on Magic Online or came out this past weekend for those of you that are listening because we live in the future. And um, he'll have a pile of experience with that and help us find ways to farm some packs. So, um, Listeners, if you could go to his... Uh his Twitch page, if you haven't done it already, 
and subscribe Thursday night, approximately, let's say, 6.30, or sorry, 8.30 Eastern Time. Is that right? No, 10.30 Eastern Time? 10.30 Eastern Time. Would be a pretty, 10.30 Eastern Time. If, you could, if someone could do that, like one of our listeners could go and do that, that would be really appreciative. Yeah, we'll get him to do the new subscriber thing for you right here on the podcast. Yeah, but he, someone needs to subscribe, so Correct, if you haven't yeah. done it, do it. Cause... Yeah. He doesn't do it for free. He's a bit of a prima donna. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so that's it for this week, folks. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you leave the comments, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, have a good night. Love you guys. I won't have hair. <laughs>